Hello and welcome to episode one of the Zell Dudes podcast. We figured there weren't enough dudes with podcasts, so here's ours, where we talk about anything and everything happening in Hyrule. I'm Ed, known online as Zeltic, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Luke, known as Zelda Master. Hey everybody. And today, as it's our first episode, we're going to cover our own stories with The Legend of Zelda, our first Zelda game, what these games mean to us, and where we hope to see the series go in the future. So let's start off with you, Luke. What introduced you to Zelda? What was your first game? Okay, so the first Zelda game I've ever played was Ocarina of Time. And um, I was, I want to say four or five years old. I was pretty young. I was actually I was so afraid of the game that once I reached uh, the point where you saw the redeads, I would like hide the game and wouldn't play it. And I didn't play it for a couple years after that. <laughs> so while I was introduced to it at a really young age, uh, it took me a while to actually beat the game. But what got me into it was actually my mom. She she had like the guide for it, and I, I would watch her 100% the game and. Um, yeah, from there on, it just, Zelda became a huge part of my life, um, and I've just became obsessed with it, because it was like the one game I, you know, looked into actually beating and completing 100%, um, and to me, that's like what a full game should be, and it, it was just so magical, you know, watching her play it and everything, so that's kind of like what introduced me to the series, and then, you know, I went from Majora's Mask to Wind Waker, and just like literally there on. I eventually revisited yeah, yeah. the older Zelda games I got as I got older, but uh, yeah, it really started with Ocarina of Time. What about you? Mm, I'm actually I'm pretty much the same, uh, even down to the being scared of it. Uh, <laughs> so it was Ocarina of Time for me. Um, so I'm 26, so I'm mm. a year older than Ocarina of Time. Yep. Um, so I don't remember it, it coming out or anything like that. Um, but my parents had a Nintendo 64 um, when I was a kid, when I was a baby, pretty much. Uh, they used to to leave, leave me at a cot. Uh, they might not like me telling the story, but oh well. They used to leave me in a cot in the corner of the room and just play Mario 64 for hours on end. Uh, and I think that's why the music is so kind of deeply ingrained, like in my subconscious. I think because I was listening to it when mm -hmm. I was, you know, a little baby. Uh, but yeah, uh, so they had a Nintendo 64, and Ocarina of Time was obviously one of the games they had on it. Um, and then, yeah, what, my earliest memories of gaming are, are playing Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64. But, yeah, I couldn't get far either. I got to, um, I got to Dodongo's Cavern uh, yeah. on my first ever run through. Uh, and, you know, you walk into Dodongo's Cavern and there's that giant <laughs> skull staring at you. Yeah. And the music, the music of that dungeon is just so creepy. I, I still find it creepy now, but... Mm. Um, I couldn't get past that. I didn't like the the style children in Hyrule Field. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they, they really they nighttime was they just really like anxiety time. I hated nighttime, especially only yeah. with Young Link. It's like with Adult Link, it, I was okay in the night, but like as Young Link, it's like no, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it, it always feels like night lasts way longer than day does even though that's not how it works they last but, like uh, 60 seconds each or something <laughs> yeah exactly but you know when you're a kid and be, you've been chased around by style children it, it kind of feels it feels a lot longer yeah um but yeah so i i couldn't i couldn't get past dodongo's cavern uh as a kid um mm -hmm. so while while ocarina was my first zelda game uh, and like one of the first games i ever played I, i'd spent a lot more time on mario 64 uh, and everything and it wasn't actually till Wind Waker that I kind of fell in love with Zelda um, mm -hmm. and that's my first Zelda game in terms of it is the first one that I sat down and 
completed it. Um, yeah. Just because it's it's a lot more accessible, I think, to to a to a little kid. At least it was to me. Uh, it wasn't as scary. Yeah. Um, although the, the redeads in that aren't particularly nice, but uh, oh, they're worse. Yeah. But they don't look as yeah. frightening. <laughs> yeah, but the the noise, their scream and in, the way in Wind they Waker, cl- so cl- so much worse. Link, so so scary. Yeah. 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 Um, though that's funny. Cause I think because I am like a few years older than you. Uh, when Wind Waker mm. came out, I was I hated it actually because I'm like, oh, this looks too kitty. By then, you know, I I had already uh, yeah. you know played Majora's Mask. I've seen the worst it can get, you know. So uh, I yeah. was expecting dark things with the series moving forward, and then they released the Wind Waker, which is like the complete opposite of Majora's Mask. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, so you yeah. fell into to that because I yeah I was too young to um. Yes. Like, I don't. I don't remember the the, the build up to Wind Waker's release at all. So I don't. Oh. I, I was not part of any of the the kind of outrage about that. Yeah. But I always kind of. It must be quite similar to to Star Wars with a you, you know something called the Ewok line, and I don't know whether that's just something from How I Met, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. But, uh, people think that if you were born before Return of the Jedi, uh, or if you were a kid when you watched Return of the Jedi. You'd love Ewoks because yeah. obviously they're you know they're little teddy bears. But if you were older when you went in and saw that film, you hated them. And I can't remember where the line is, but there's something called the Ewok line. Yeah, um, that's past our. And time, I wonder if it's true. <laughs> that's yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wonder yeah, if yeah. Yeah, there's a uh, Wind Waker line, like, but no. Exactly. I, I wonder when it is because you're clearly one side of it and I'm the other. Because I, I, you know, I, I don't even remember kind of reacting to to yeah. the Wind Waker looking different. It was just kind of. Another you couldn't game. think that it deep. Was... You were too young to like really compare art styles and and all of that. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I was uh, still pretty young, like still less than ten years old. But nah, for some reason, I guess the edgy mindset, you know, maybe Shadow the yeah, Hedgehog, yeah, yeah. Sonic, also like, look, I want it dark, I want it deep. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, and then I suppose by the time I got to that age, the kind of like you know edgy. Um, 10 year old or whatever mm. twilight princess was out uh ah, so that was true. 2006 so i was like nine when that came out uh-huh. i think i was so like I think, 12 or something oh uh, yeah yeah so i think i think the zelda series kind of uh it synced up quite well with my edginess um mm. and wind waker's kind of pre all that so I, I was fine with it and um <laughs> yeah i just remember that's that's kind of where all my my formative memories of zelda come from is playing um wind waker because yeah. um, me and my brothers just used to sit down and, and it wasn't even about beating the game. It wasn't you sit down and you, you progress through the story and do all the dungeons. It was because um, I think a game like The Wind Waker to, to a little kid, to you know, a six year old or whatever, mm-hmm. is such a massive game. As in it takes it takes multiple play sessions by massive game. It's, yeah. it's not like Mario Kart where you can you sit down, you play even for an adult. You know, a, gr- a Grand Prix or whatever. Even for an <laughs> even for an adult it's not, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but we we just used to kind of sit down and and just kind of sail around mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of tr- treat it a bit like GTA or like uh just cause <laughs> or something. It was just kind of like a world we like yeah. we just went on and messed around and women. A lot more like, lighthearted. Like, You're not beating up people on the street and you know going yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. people down uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah. you're just like beating up the pigs on windfall island yeah. and getting terrified <laughs> by them um but yeah i remember we, we we just used to kind of sail around and um we did this thing where we'd we'd find random islands and um we'd like claim that island uh because I, I 
I've got a lot of brothers, so it's quite a competitive family. Um, so like I'd, I'd find an island in the Wind Waker and I'd be like, be like, this is my island. And then when they played the game on their save, I was like, no, you can't go to my island. That's that's <laughs> I've claimed that. That's where I live. Yeah. Uh, and then because I'm the eldest, I obviously got the furthest in the Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to the point where I could enter the cabana. Um, oh, and yeah. they couldn't. My little brothers couldn't on their save file. Mm. Uh, so they obviously get to the door and they get stuck. They can't get past the the, the butler painted on the door. Uh, and I just told them, yeah, I, it's because it's my island. I, I've claimed it, so you can't go in my house. And then I went on my save file and went in the house and they were, they couldn't believe it. It's <laughs> like, like rubbing it in their I've face. I've done something impossible. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th- that is kind of funny because I remember uh, with Majora's Mask, speaking of like brothers, like uh, it only had two save files. So um, I, I, ha- I'm, I come from four, you know, I have four brothers. So we're like a total of five when I was young, you know, all growing up together. And um, literally there's only two files from Majora's Mask. So we had to share that to the point where like I shared it with my oldest uh, brother, yeah. <laughs> but I would just let him carry me. So like, I'll be honest, I didn't really beat Majora's Mask for the first time by myself. I even had him help me. And uh, I remember getting the fierce deities mask and literally like, it was probably the best thing, like I, the best unlockable yeah, you can I imagine bet. in yeah. a Zelda game. Yeah, um, but I remember it, it's so weird because as a kid, it was before the age of the internet, uh, before mm-hmm. you know you could spread rumors and everything. I remember my uh, uncle would lie to us and say, "Oh, the Master Sword's <laughs> in the game. You can get the Master Sword." And it's like, where? He's like, "Death Mountain's in the game. You just got to go there." I remember looking at the, yeah. the mountain in the swamps. You know, it kind of looks like as a kid. Oh, it looks. It's got the. It's got the kind of ring of clouds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember like. Uh, I just yeah, kept yeah, envisioning yeah. it and thinking, oh, where and how to find it. It's like, but I couldn't yeah. prove him wrong because, like, the lack of content on the internet or, like, you know, lack of access. You know, I, I not right I now know. everyone has a phone or like an iPad or something yeah. they can easily access it. But yeah, back then you couldn't. And I mean, to me, it kind of fueled the theories and imaginations a lot more than it is now because now you're a Google search away from confirming if it's real or not. But uh, mm-hmm. I remember I would just waste time, like every single day, just looking for it, trying to figure it out, going nowhere because it doesn't exist. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get real nostalgic. Do, do you remember any of the kind of uh, Triforce rumors or um, or anything like that from Ocarina of Time? Uh, oh, like the I, hidden I, room I don't, with the Triforce. I, was... I remember there was yeah, something like yeah. that as well. Yeah, because. Um, I feel like I feel like some friends at school would mention something like that, but I never yeah. took it too seriously. It was mainly because like my uncle, you know, I look up to him and all. He's just straight up lying oh, to my face. <laughs> yeah, he's abusing his position of trust there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is crazy because yeah, we look at the Wind Waker. Like at least I looked at the Wind Waker as a bad thing. A lot of people did because I mean I wasn't mm. old enough to understand the negativity, but we can look back at it and see that when they did first show it, a lot of people did get upset. It was a huge like. Um, part of the fan base that didn't like the art style but you look at the game now and yeah. it is the like the most timeless, timeless. Zelda game yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it has aged yeah. the best the best out of any Zelda game if we're not you know talking about the two recent ones and um, yeah easily looks the best hands down because of that art style and I feel like yeah it was a great thing that Nintendo went there even if it was negative at the time and even if it forced him to make Twilight Princess to counteract all of that Uh, negative reception like thank god it exists because yeah it's a gem now it truly is one of like the best looking zelda games to date because of that reason yeah it's 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 not an unpopular opinion anymore that that the wind waker it it, it completely you know it looks better than 
Twilight Princess. It looks oh, better than Skyward better. Sword. Twilight Princess is um, probably the worst yeah. looking Zelda game, even though I love it to death. But uh, it, yeah, it's the yeah, yeah. Because like every NPC it's, outside of Link, it's quite muddy. Yeah, yeah it, the muddy. Well, it was during that era of like every game was gray and brown. You know, that was like yeah. the era of like yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to slowly you know transition to HD. Yeah, granted, Nintendo was a bit late on the HD transition, but that transition to HD, every game has this weird gray filter and really brown because they're all trying to do the realistic textures but they just don't look good and yeah they all aged horribly but yeah you look at the wind waker and it's like that cell shaded bright vibrant style can hold up till today because they went there and it's genius because i'm glad nintendo kind of realized that again and came back to it with both skyward sword skyward sword has more of a wind waker-esque vibe but it borrows the twilight princess mm -hmm. character models and then um breath of the wild they just nailed it like we're going to make Studio oh, yeah, Ghibli yeah. in real life. We're going to have like anime, uh, you know, but in, in that cell shaded, you know, 3D art. So it's so good. Like, I, I love Breath It's perfect. Breath. It's, yep. it's, um, it's like how the Wind Waker doesn't age. Like, it, it still looks as good now as oh, it did yeah. when it Oh, yeah. Breath of the out. Wild will look um, great 10, 20 years Breath of the Wild would look great from now. And, and also, it, it, it's releasing on underpowered hardware. Tears of the mm -hmm. Kingdom came out this year on the Switch, which was underpowered in 2017 yeah. uh, when it launched uh, and yet it still looks amazing it, yeah. it, it's still kind of you know it, it can competes with how good AAA games look just because cell shaded art, st art styles you know they just look great um, yep. and I think Nintendo they've they've mastered it now with um, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom 100%. so I think um when Skyward Sword came out, I thought that was kind of the perfect look for Zelda because it was, um, it had that kind of painterly look. Um, you know, objects in the distance kind of looked a bit like an oil painting. Yeah. Uh, which ha helped mask some of how the Wii was struggling a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but the character designs as well, they're kind of a little bit cartoonish, but not quite as um, bobbleheaded as, as the Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then, you know, then Breath of the Wild is just, you know... Yeah, it's like they were finding their place with Skyward Sword and then they finally solidified it with Breath of the Wild. I couldn't kind of agree there. And it was giving yeah. like a... Like, yeah, literally like um, something that people who wanted a more realistic look, you know, with Twilight Princess, but still make mm -hmm. it timeless, not have to make it too realistic in that sense. It's usually the best of both worlds when you look at from Wind Waker to Twilight Princess. If you're someone who you know, want something in between, Skyward Sword is the way to go. But it is a shame it wasn't actually in HD when it first came out, because when they first showed it to yeah. us, I remember vividly, because that's when I first got into YouTube and wanting to cover Zelda games. It was it was around Skyward Sword's release. Um, hmm. And I remember, like, they showed us HD screenshots and uh, H I think the first trailer was HD, or, like, one of the presentations was, like, an actual high definition. It looks exactly like Skyward Sword HD, the actual re-release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they yeah, just yeah. downscaled it to make it run on Wii U, so, or rather Wii. And, um, yeah, you know, it was a shame, but at least we ended up getting it. Like, thankfully, we got the HD version. Sadly, it didn't remedy the motion controls, but that's a, another tangent. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll save that one for another day, I think. Motion <laughs> yeah. Controls is kind of a, a Pandora's box that we'll yeah. we'll wait to open that one. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I've already, I've kind of spoiled my answer now by gushing about The Wind Waker so much. Mm. Uh, but what's your, what's your favorite Zelda game then? Okay, yeah, so my favorite has to be, um, it, it's torn because I, like if I had to pick, obviously usually the newest game, at least during, you know, the that novelty period, 
will it will always be my favorite so you know when i think of it tears of the kingdom is like the best zelda game you know uh, off the top of my head but if i really were to think like you know a year or two down the road what i'm gonna come back to what i'm gonna feel nostalgic for what i'm gonna like feel like still really holds true it would have to be twilight princess it's 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 hmm. a marriage between twilight princess and majora's mask the two darkest zelda games uh, I'd say aesthetically and story-wise, um, but yeah, probably Twilight Princess because uh, mainly because it actually got me into YouTube. I, I remember um, when uh, it first came out. I sadly actually didn't play it when it first came out. I was in Egypt, so um, I remember hearing oh, about right, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I came back from Egypt, and that's the first thing I wanted to get on because in Egypt I was stuck with Wind Waker, and uh, don't get me wrong, it was amazing, and that's when I found my true love for the game. And I remember beating it, yeah. and I had Minish Cap and um, all the other like um, Zelda games prior to Twilight Princess, and I was absolutely in love with all of them, and whatever my dad could bring back, but he never brought back Twilight mm. Princess. I don't think he knew enough about it, but when I did come back, I remember getting it for my birthday around like 14, 15 years old, and I would play it nonstop. I had like a CRT in my room, and I would just mm. like boot it up every day and just play it from day to night, and I beat it multiple times. I remember telling like my friends and you know my siblings about it, and they were like, that's crazy like you know you're literally like a zelda master and that's essentially where the username came yeah. from yeah so i'm like yeah you're yeah. right you know i could show people how to beat it because i'm so good at it and i thought that was like needed and funny around that time during youtube that was something that was really popular so um i kind of found my place and that essentially is what got me into youtube so i feel like outside of it just holding a lot of nostalgia just it having that kind of value and getting me into what I do today yeah. uh, makes it so special it's to me. Twilight Princess. Yeah. So you were aware of, of Twilight Princess when you were living in Egypt. Yeah, you, but like... It, it's you knew it was out or was it coming out at the time? Or we, Subtle things. Like I knew there was a new Zelda game. I, I wasn't 100% sure if it was out or not, but I knew it was like the darkest Zelda game. Uh, That's yeah. what they kept saying. Like, oh, it makes Wind Waker uh, look okay. like nothing, this and that. Uh, again, yeah. our, our internet was even more limited then. Um, but... Uh, you know from the little bit of rumors i heard I, I knew it was the next best thing and either way by then mm -hmm. i had like zelda and sonic were like the two goats like that was my that was my thing sonic it died out oh really older. sonic as well yeah okay, yeah no yeah. no i was all but this is not a sonic podcast but yeah i was all about sonic i played <laughs> all the games up until this day even like down to frontiers but um no they they don't hold as well zelda gets better and better with each iteration S mm -hmm. Sadly, Sonic does it, but you know, let's not get into that. But yeah, so you said for you, it's the Wind Waker, right? Like, uh, it's still so. Yeah, it I of, mean, because it was your first true game you played, or do you just think it holds up better than most Zelda games? I mean, I genuinely think it, it, it is the best Zelda game, but I, I do understand that that's probably coming from like a massive childhood bias I have for it. Um, mm -hmm. I think most people's first Zelda games, or like first proper Zelda games, are, are usually. Their favorite. Their favorite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know, I know that I probably only think it's my favorite b because of that. But mm -hmm. genuinely, it is just so solid. It's um, like, well, I mean, we've talked about how good it looks, but uh, it, it feels really good to, to play. Um, yeah. You know, going back now to to the N sixty four Zelda's. You know, you, you can tell they were still finding their feet with three D, um, like Link. It's a little bit clunky to control in places, and yeah. then you move to the Wind Waker, and it's just so smooth. Oh, so fluid. Um, yeah, that's true. It, it's it's great, and uh, you know the story's incredible. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the, the reason I I first got interested in in, in Zelda lore was the opening of the Wind Waker. It's oh, why I used the, the legendary legendary hero theme in, yep. in my YouTube intro. Uh-huh. Is um, you, you you open up the game for the first time and you get that whole beautiful um, intro cutscene explaining this this distant legend of yep. a kind of a forgotten kingdom. And no one's, uh, no one really remembers it, but the legend survives on the wind's breath. Uh, and then, as you play the game, you kind of uncover um, the truth of of this lost kingdom at the bottom of the sea. And uh, you know, it's just such a great package overall. That's true. Um, yeah. And it's really ambitious it's, when you think about it. Like it's the only. It was the first true open world Zelda game until exactly. Breath of the Wild. Like it was the one Zelda game that had zero loading screens throughout its entire overworld. And you don't really think of that. Exactly. Like, because it's covered in blue sea, you, you're just like, you kind of forget that it's really as massive as it is. But it is mm-hmm. so huge. It is. It's crazy how Nintendo got that to run back then. And it's make it's it amazing. It and I, yeah. I, I, I think that's the main reason why I, I was saying me and my brothers used to play it a bit like it was GTA mm-hmm. um, because it, it was probably the first the first open world you know open world whatever we class as open world it's probably the first open world game that I played um, yeah. I can't think of anything that would have come before it um, mm-hmm, same. and that, that was just amazing it, it was you know me and my brothers played it so much casually just because it, it was like a little world that you could you could turn on yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I think just everything about the game is um, is incredible, and it's only got better the more I've played it. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, some games, you know, that they, they they're incredible the first time around, but then when there's no more surprises left, it, it kind of takes the novelty out of it a bit. But the Wind Waker, I've kind of found the opposite. Like I know the game inside out, but that kind of only makes me appreciate it more. And I'm sure you're the same with Twilight Princess. That um, yeah. Like the more you learn, the more you love it. If yeah. you, if you know what but I mean. But definitely looking back at it, I can see how it aged. Like it, it aged pretty badly compared to the Wind Waker. Not just aesthetically, but like um, I didn't realize how simple t- the the overworld was. Like there's just like mm. s- hallways, like tunnel, like you know, like corridors to big open areas, and it's just kind of all connected. So it's like. The world exactly. is super, um, super limiting compared to like Breath of the Wild or even the Wind Waker. But again, the Wind Waker, you can't. Yeah, when you're coming off the Wind Waker into Twilight Princess, it, it, it's quite restrictive. Um, yep. like, I still love that the world of Twilight Princess is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's like there's loads of depth and loads of character to it. But yeah, um, I think I think it was recently that um, AGL Numa was saying past Zelda overworlds. Uh, they basically design them like dungeons without a roof, I, I think he said. Mm. Uh, which makes sense if you, if you think of Ocarina of Time's Hyrule Field or Twilight Princess's Hyrule Field. And, you, you know, they're kind of lots of interconnected areas. Like you said, like you were saying, there's kind of corridors yeah. um, in Twilight Princess a, a, a lot. But the Wind Waker didn't have that. I know it is basically a big loading zone in the Great Sea and, and, and whatever, but... I think that the illusion of an open world was definitely 100% um, alive in, in Wind Waker more than anything else. Yep, yep. And especially if it's your first run, you're just like, wow, I can go anywhere. Once, you know, the, the what's it called? Um, the uh, Ballad of Gales? No, no, no. Yeah, once you get, no, not even the Ballad of Gales. Once the lion lets you, what's his name? The King of Red Lions. Like, uh, for some reason, I had to Oh, it was in. You know, because he wouldn't he oh, would deny you early uh, on until. until 
until yeah, you like yeah, yeah. Uh, I think reach Tetris. So link, link, we need to go this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until you reach like Tetra's pirate ship, and then it kind of like opens mm-hmm. up. Um, you know, like the second time you meet him or something. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. okay. So yeah, we talked about our favorite Zelda games. What's what's your least favorite though? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's kind of a cop-out answer, and I'm sure you'll you'll probably agree. Um, no, it's not. I actually oh. quite like Zelda 2. Oh, um, okay. I do like that game. No, for me, it, it, Triforce Heroes is just... Whoa, um, okay, I'm offended, actually. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's 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 okay. It's a fun game. It's just not what I want from Zelda. It's it's uh, not... I, I'm not a fan of Four Swords or Four Swords Adventures either. I'm not a, uh, a multiplayer Zelda guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my opinion could change because I haven't properly played Trifor- Triforce Heroes in a few years now. Have um, you beaten it? You, oh, yeah, think, you said you, you told me once you've beaten it by yourself only, right? Yeah, I've I've played multiplayer um, with friends, but never the whole way through. That's uh, why then. Then like, if you can get people to commit I mean, with you, it is it is a blast. Yeah, that it probably does hurt my opinion of it a lot. That the furthest I've ever got in multiplayer wasn't even with with friends. Um, it was with randoms online, which mm-hmm. is just horrendous. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I I'm sure my opinion, you know, could be swayed if we, if we. Um, if I played that again, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's multiplayer Zelda is something I'm not f- uh, I'm not a fan of, mm-hmm. and also I'm a big uh, story guy w- with Zelda. I like to kind of True, get immersed the story in the world. Like is so I said, dumb. she lost her style, the, the, the princess, sto- and you need to get yeah. it back. <laughs> yeah, true. And okay. You need to find her the perfect outfit <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and it's I don't. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, I kind of like it, the you know simple, you know cutesy you story and everything. It's something about it, but I do agree. Yeah. If you don't have the right group of people, like if you were telling me this single player, tri- if Trevor's Heroes was only single player, I would say yeah, it's really bad, even gameplay wise, because it's I yeah. hate that you have to control them with the other statues and the whole totem thing, and it gets really annoying when you can only swap between one link and you you can't have the other two like be controlled by AI and follow you. So that does raise yeah. a pretty big problem with the game. So uh, I can agree yeah. with you there. And I think I think I'm a little bit biased against it as well because. I remember when it was announced, um, mm-hmm. I think it would would it have been E3 2015, I think, when that was announced. Probably. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was right after they said that Breath of the Wild or Zelda Wii U, as it was then, <laughs> uh, uh, was going to be delayed yeah, and also yeah. that they weren't going to show it at E3. I remember yeah. that. So that being um, the placeholder and then, took that frustration you had. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember I, I deliberately didn't watch that E3 at the time because I had uh, an exam mm-hmm. the next day. So I was like, I'm not I'm not even going to w- touch E3 at all. I'm going to revise my exam, do my exam, then come home and watch it. Um, and I remember I was in my room, you know, studying chemistry or whatever. And my one of my brothers walked past my bedroom talking to another brother. And he said, oh, yeah, they're showing off the new Zelda game. And I was like, oh my god, they've pulled like, uh, you know, a switcheroo and they actually are showing Zelda Wii U. Oh, so your expectations Wii. were beyond like, the roof. Yeah. To be like so I went and I, I did the exam and everything, got home, turned up, watched E3, Triforce Heroes. Yeah, okay, I can understand that, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it got off to a bad start with me, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to properly replay it with... Um, with not online randoms as yeah, my teammates. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you have and to do it soon because uh, Nintendo's closing the 3D. Oh, yeah. Or 3DS yeah, we've got a clock now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sadly. So, yeah, 
Uh, so for now, I'll go with Triforce Heroes. What about you? What's your least favorite? So I already spoiled it earlier. It's, it's Zelda 2. <laughs> oh, sorry. Of course you did. Yeah, Zelda <laughs> yeah, 2. It, yeah, tell me, why, tell me why then. Because I, I, I actually really like Zelda 2. Okay, so I love the idea of like, oh, this kind of is almost like... I wouldn't say Castlevania. It kind of reminds me of Castlevania. Mm -hmm. in a it, sense. it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It yeah. has that kind of aesthetic, but then with the open world, like a Final Fantasy game or, uh, you know, a JRPG yeah. in that sense. But the controls are. I mean, I guess if you love Castlevania and you're okay with the clunky controls, you'd be fine with it. But I'm someone who could, never really even got into the Castlevania series because at least the older games because it's very clunky and stiff and and hard mm. and i feel like that was the main issue with zelda 2 like i love the idea but it just seems way too limiting and the fact that characters can only like say five words at a time and the story is yeah. super bare minimum and like even yeah. i feel like even zelda 1 holds up better even though they leave you in the dark as well you just you grab your sword and do your thing but like Something about Zelda 2, especially when I was younger, every time, like, when I convinced myself I love this series, I have to love every single game, I could just never get into Zelda 2. I'd boot it up, I'd get to, like, Raru Town, or I don't, I don't remember, what was it, the first town? I, f I already forgot the name. Um, but I would get to, like, the first town and just forget, like, not know what to do, be get lost. It was just too too restricting in that sense and then leveling up wasn't really like i like the idea of leveling up but nah it just something about it never gripped me and and that, that's like saying well it is my least favorite zelda game i you know i don't think it's the worst game of its time around that time i still think it holds up but for a zelda game i don't think it's that good so um i feel like yeah i mean zelda game is I, better. I do i do actually agree with you on a lot of that and i i, I thought I felt the same for the longest time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't until it was after I started my YouTube channel. Um, maybe it was. It would have been 2016. Maybe, maybe early 2017. I'm not sure. But um, uh -huh. yeah, I'd never, I'd never beat it because anytime I, I tried to beat it before, uh, I just, you know, I bounced off it because it, it, it is so hard yeah. and the controls are really clunky, clunky, like you said. Yeah. Um, but I kind of had this epiphany with it where I, I sat down, I was like, um, I don't know, I kind of got annoyed that the game was beating me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I really had to grind it. It is tough and it, I was so terrible for so long. I'm still not not the best Zelda 2 player by any means, but um, mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, something, it's just very, very rewarding uh, getting through that game. It is like a proper challenge. Um, yeah. And... I, I, I think once you get into it, the the clunky controls. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll get used. They to it. start it's like to feel. Game. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. combat the combat does start to click. Uh, you, you know, you have to adjust the the height of your shield, whether you're, you're holding it up or you're doing a crouch yeah. shield. Uh, then you, you start doing all sorts of jump attacks as well. There's there's a lot more to the combat than there is um, most Zelda games. I, I think it's one of the most. Um, uh, I don't know the word. Uh, Link has the most moves. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, I think he had like the downward think of a better strike. way to say that. He had like the downward, downward strike, strike as yeah. well. He had like a huge yeah. array of different attacks. And yeah, it was really cool because I think it introduced mm -hmm. Dark Link as well. Like the game is very special yep. and there's a lot of things that have uh, the series has reused from that game alone. But yeah, it's sad. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I hope we get a, I mean, I want a remake of it. If, if we were to get a remake of that, they, yeah. they would make it a lot less clunky or at least visually more appealing. And maybe that would... Uh, entice me to keep playing it or something so I, I would love a remake yeah, for it I, I think 
a remake with some kind of quality of life improvements would be great. Yeah. Like, yeah, not not respawning all the way back at the start yeah. when and actually you game slashing, over and, and not just like you know thrusting your sword forward. The little poke, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think like that, that, that is that is a game that would lend itself well to a remake. I think I, I could imagine. I, I mean, I think it would need a lot of bringing up to date in certain certain aspects. Same with with Zelda One. If they did a remake, um, yep. they'd probably have to do some things like. Uh, I imagine if they remade that game now, they'd do things like signpost some of the bombable walls, or just put um, cracks. If the graphics is oh good yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, make of, it, like make it visually obvious they the update it yeah that visually updating Zelda one would probably fix most of its issues like straight up that that's all it really needs. yeah yeah I exactly because um yeah the, fi finding some of the some of the secrets in that game or not even some of the secrets finding some of the dungeons and stuff <laughs> is is quite difficult yeah the last um, dungeon I believe the last dungeon is the one near the two rocks right the twin rock one right and yes spectacle rock yeah 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 and the only thing you've really got to go off for, for most of the game is kind of terribly translated clues <laughs> yeah. um like east eastern peninsula is the key yeah right yeah 10th 10th enemy has the bomb and uh, like uh -huh. weird things like that uh but uh, yeah uh, okay it's zelda 2 that's i i mean it is so different to to any other Zelda game that, you know, kind of like how I I don't like Triforce Heroes just because it's it's not what I play Zelda for. It, it's yeah. not kind of it's not really a Zelda game in my in my book. Mm -hmm. And you know, Link's Awakening is so different that you know I I could see it being the bottom of someone's list. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we've done we've done favorite and least favorite Zelda game. Uh, what about spin-offs? Um, what would you say your favorite Zelda spin-off is? Uh, easily, easily Hyrule Warriors um, mm -hmm. because that is I, I would say, I would say the original, so the definitive edition, the re yeah, the yeah, re-release, yeah. uh, or if you know you get all the, the DLC um, on the Wii yeah. and what, but yeah, that to me is like the Zelda Mario Party, if that makes any sense. It's the mashup yeah. of all games and all all series. stars, yeah, yeah, or yeah. all stars. Yeah, it's so it's so good for that reason. It feels like a love letter, and you can really tell like Koi Tecmo who helped develop it. Uh, you know, they make all the Musou games, which is the Warrior games. They definitely yep. put a lot of passion into those games. Like um, you can tell they're fans of exactly. The series. You can yeah. tell they're fans of the series, yeah. even if the, even though the story like is a bit weak and you know the whole Sia drama. But introduced Linkle, uh, mm -hmm. even though that was yep. technically in the re like I said, it's as DLC. Um, it also. Mm -hmm. um, you know, had it was just really good. Like, and all the characters that they brought back from the series were represented well, and, and the whole time travel thing. I thought it was really good. Obviously, it's not canon, you know, but a lot of people were looking yep. at it as like, oh, this might, you know, solve the Zelda timeline as a whole. This explains the timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's yeah. bull crap. But still, uh, for what it is, the fact that it can be like people can assume that and theorize that, which means it really holds well for even a story on its own. And then on top of it, yeah, being able to revisit all exactly. these worlds, uh, but in a Musou style hack and slash is just so it's so good. Like I want another Hyrule yeah. Warriors. I don't mind. Like I don't get me wrong. I don't think Age of Calamity is any bad, um, but it was just too focused on literally the Age of Calamity, I, and it wasn't. I, I think. I think. I think we need to to dedicate a proper conversation to Age of Calamity at yeah, some point. Um, yeah, but I I, I I completely agree with with Hyrule Warriors. Mm -hmm. um, Tears is the same, right? It, 
Yeah, I think I'd say that is my favorite, as in it's the best one. Uh-huh. And if someone said, you've got to play a Zelda spinoff right now, uh, yeah, I- I'd go Hyrule Warriors on the, on the Wii U, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think compared to, to Age of Calamity, I, you know, Age of Calamity has, I know some people don't like it, it does have a, a, a story that is interesting, right? It's, it's got its problems, and I think a big, the main problem with Age of Calamity was the ge- the way the game was marketed. Um, I think no, 100%. we didn't expect this kind yeah. of they, they alternate timeline, happy ending yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think that aside, I think the story is fine for a Zelda spinoff. I think it's um, really you, you know you I don't think Perico was overshined. I thought it was ridiculous. Like they made their. Uh, one original character like the star of the entire game and to me that felt insulting to Link you know like screw this little guardian he's not cute he's not okay you know what let me not get too into it but I personally did yeah like okay it. we'll we'll save this for for another time then because I, yeah. I think I think I would defend some of Age of Calamity's oh, story wow, not okay. all of it but I, th- I think I, I think I'd be willing to defend some of that but yeah. um I, regardless of that the actual gameplay of Hyrule Warriors, uh, of Age of Calamity, sorry, is nowhere near as good as the original Hyrule Warriors. Yep, because um, the weapon difference. I think it's just it's just less fun to play, yep. uh, and that's all there is to it. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I if I had to choose a favorite spinoff for kind of more personal or uh, personal or nostalgic reasons, it would be Link's crossbow training. Oh, nice! Um, I, I just because I had that, I had that on the Wii, and I played it. I played it so much. I, I loved that game. Yeah, um, I agree in the sense uh, of like I don't think the gameplay is that good because it just feels like yeah. a, a shooter gallery. But um, yeah, it's like an arcade, uh, an arcade game. Yeah, sort of but thing. it is very special yeah. to me in the sense of like this is the second Twilight Prince. This is the closest thing we got to Twilight Prince. Oh, Princess of course. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 used to, I used to play that game so much. So I think uh, I'd choose that for personal reasons, but Hyrule mm. Warriors is definitely a better, uh, better game. Yeah, like the best um, spin-off in terms of content and just like replayability, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on um, Cadence of Hyrule? I'll be honest, I never even got through half the game probably like i could never commit to it i'm not a same. rhythm person and i think that is I the biggest suck issue. exactly yeah i suck at it and i know i probably just need to sit down and get good yeah yeah but, exactly um, mm-hmm. yeah i am not good and i i might be misremembering but i'm pretty sure it, it released during e3 2019 it did it was like overshadowed i'm yeah no so it's basically straight after the the tears of the kingdom trailer announcement yeah so yeah so you know i i was doing that i was you know full tears the kingdom mode or Mm -hmm. uh, breath of the wild 2 mode um so i think i i played it a little bit kind of bounced off it but again that's another one where you can tell the people who made it are clearly Zelda fans. Oh, 100%, uh, especially the music. I, I've, I've beaten myself. Yeah, the music's amazing. Yeah, like the like, title I haven't beaten myself, alone. but I, I've seen... Yeah. You know, yeah. You know like how uh, when you press pause, you hear the vocals of the Ocarina of Time intro? Uh, you yes, hear, yeah. exactly. Oh, my, so magical. You can, tell, you can tell they're Zelda guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I think I should, I should give it another go at some point because I haven't played that. Same, um, same. I feel like it deserves more it. love. For to like encourage Nintendo to let like you know indie companies and third party people be able to develop Zelda games because the more the merrier. Like I don't think if it's a yeah. new Zelda game, it's not going to ruin the franchise. Just give us more of it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking. Yeah, yeah. Right. To follow up that kind of question, we can, we can add to that. Um, 
what company would you want to actually make a you know Zelda game? Ooh. Like what like third party company that isn't Nintendo in house? You know what would you want to see? Who would you want to see develop? For me, it'd be Monolith Soft, easily. Like okay, behind. they yeah, already yeah, helped yeah. develop. Like, Zelda. I mean, you, yeah. they did Breath of the Wild yeah. and Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, they yeah, already yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah. Imagine them actually have full control. If they had the reins. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah, played yeah. Xenoblade? I played the first one. Okay. Um, well, that's when it when it re-released. But I, I never played X. Never played. Okay. Two the or... first one's my favorite. There's three. Anyways. Three's out now, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah th three's been out for a year. Um, the first one in my eyes is still the best, and I feel like it, it's the mm -hmm. closest to what a Zelda game could be, or like if they made something like it. Um, you know, especially yeah. following Shulk, and he reminds me of Link. He has always reminded me of Link. Uh, he just, you know, mm -hmm. he's instead he's, you know. It's like if Link had a voice. Good thing Link doesn't have a voice. I don't want to hear like, you know, I'm really feeling it. <laughs> I'm really it. feeling yeah, it. <laughs> we both said at the same time. Yeah, I don't want to hear Link go that. But um, yeah, 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 if they yeah. were to make a game, it'd be so good because one thing that we both, um, and I'm sure many Zelda fans can agree with, is Nintendo leaves a lot of things ambiguous. They don't like to really explain things. And that's something Monolith Soft loves to overdo. Their games are like an anime yeah. with an RPG wrapped in one. You're getting as many cutscenes as you are getting gameplay time. And to me, that's something really nice. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want it to be that heavy on story, but you know they would cover everything that needs to be covered. And to me, that would be perfect. I would love to see a Zelda game with deep story. And they have those, you know, plot twists and like, you know, moments where you're just like mm -hmm. on the edge of your seat and like, see, I want a Zelda game with that level of storytelling. So for me, 1000% Monolith Soft, they're already one of my favorite game developers of all time. So yeah, yeah. what about you? I could agree with that. And, and it, 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 you know, it's, it's not impossible as well because of how, how yeah, closely they work so, together. Exactly, but, um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, uh, this is, Far less likely, but I'd love to see a FromSoft Zelda. Oh my god, um, true, I didn't even think of that, wow, yeah. Like, I mean, because a lot of people said, and um, I mean, I agree to some extent that Dark Souls is kind of adult Zelda. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, Elden Ring's one of my favourite games of all time. Same. Uh, I, I love that it kind of... It Breath of the Wild defied uh, oh, yeah, Dark, the Dark Souls. Souls series, yeah, gave it a open world. Exactly. And, and things to do. Uh, and playing that, uh, you know, the whole time I, I was just thinking, imagine a Zelda by, by these people. Right, uh, yeah. Their imagination is so disturbing and, you know, dark. It's like, yeah. imagine them taking Zelda characters and enemies and, and giving it that exactly. coat of paint. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that'd be yeah. so cool. And then with a Zelda with kind of intricate combat like that. Uh -huh. and, um, True. Cause I, I mean, like you were saying about... Uh -huh. no, sorry, go on. I was going to say, because the combat is already reminiscent of Zelda. I'm pretty sure Zelda inspired most mm -hmm. 3D game combat with the Z-targeting, you know, the... With the locking, yeah. Yeah, locking yeah. on. I say Z-targeting because of the N64, but yeah, locking on and that whole oh, yeah. like, 3D well, space. I'd say Z-targeting because uh, <laughs> I'm across <laughs> the pond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like you were saying about the, the lore with Xenoblade, um, I, I, I think the way... Uh, FromSoft and Miyazaki tells mm -hmm. his stories that would lend itself well to Zelda lore which is never particularly explicit it's always you've got you've kind of got to fill in the gaps um, for yourself and they, they leave little bits <coughs> but let the player's imagination fill in the rest mm -hmm. and you know that's how Dark Souls lore works you know so it's all item descriptions or kind of a a, a, a statue in a, in a certain temple somewhere would mean this and yeah um 
Yeah, I'd love to see them. That them would be, yeah, that would be so I, fun to decipher because Nintendo doesn't give us yeah. that level of like in-depth lore that FromSoft would remedy it 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I love the the. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll talk about this game in excruciating detail at some point, but. The, the the final battle of Tears of the Kingdom, the, the Ganondorf showdown, mm -hmm. it, it, it felt like Dark Souls to me in that it was a kind of True. a one-on-one, -on -one, um, yeah. you know, like mano-a-mano -mano mm -hmm. duel, like, um, which we haven't really got since... Um, Twilight I mean, Princess. Like, Skyward Sword. Or I guess Skyward Sword. Sword Twilight Princess, yeah. True, Skyward yeah, I guess I don't but, um, consider the motion controls to be it, because it feels more like playing a mini game, even with Demise. It, it didn't really feel like it was really one-on-one. -on -one. I'd say, like, like for me, the closest thing was, like, the Ganondorf battle in Twilight Princess. That truly had that, like, vibe, but... The demise one, yeah. it was just like, I think, you know, literally play a mini game, you know, wait for the opportunity, quickly hit, and then it just it can go by within an instance, you know, but uh, I guess to each of their own. Yeah, I wonder if it's, um, because I, I think this is another thing we disagree on then. I wonder if it's a, another thing that your extra couple of years, maybe, maybe I was just young enough when Skyward Sword came out, so mm -hmm. I would have been... When was it? 2011. So I'd have been 14, mm -hmm. uh, 13, 14, something like that. I wonder if I was just young enough that the motion controls just kind of worked for me because I don't yeah. know. I I I I really liked them when when I played Skyward Sword for the first time. I still like motion controls in the game now. Yeah. Um, it could be the there's old bits that I don't like. But... Yeah, it could be like I, I just don't want yeah, to maybe. adapt to something new. It it could have been that. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people. Can, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's like there's you know two camps and. It's always been one of Skyward Sword's most controversial topics of the motion controls ruin it. It's like it does nothing, and and I can see both sides. And I do agree, Skyward Sword has worse flaws than its motion controls. The motion controls are can be pretty good at times, but I guess yeah, I I could never truly feel like it's an actual Zelda game because of it because I always felt like mm -hmm. I was playing some kind of Wii Sports thing. You know, it always kind of put yeah that barrier, and I could I never get into it. I think especially because of how linear the game is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it like feels basically on rails at, at some point. 100%, easily um, the most if it, it feels, game. Yeah, it, it feels, it feels exactly like that Wii Sports Resort sword fighting challenge, you know? Yeah, you, actually. You yeah. move down a path and there's a million enemies coming at you. And yeah. that's kind of how Skyward Sword feels a lot of the time. But um, I don't know, I, I, I've always just kind of got in the, head, in the, the mindset of, of that and just kind of learned to to like it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, at least I think the motion controls were, were definitely better than the, the non-motion controls on Switch. I, I really, really didn't like those. Uh-huh. True, true. The, yeah. you, um, so, we've got your favorite Zelda game. What's your favorite incarnation of Link and Zelda, the characters? Okay, um, for me, it would have to be, I feel like you, you might agree with me, maybe. I know a lot of people would, but it would have to be Ocarina of Time Link, 1000%, because he has mm. the most rich story. He becomes the hero shade. Uh, it's, you know, you see him from a kid to an adult. You, you know, you see all sides of him. Um, yeah. It's just the OG Link, and it, probably nostalgia, too. You know, it was the first Zelda game I actually, you know, got into and played. Um and uh, that Link will just always be the Link. Like, that's Link to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he was uh, represented in most spinoffs, right? He was, like, the, the one you see most now. Right now, it's, I feel like Nintendo is kind of orienting to 
the Twilight Princess link being the green link, right? You, like you see that now on their promotional yeah. art and everything. And um, yeah, even, like the promotional art that there's mm. not meant to be one specific link, you know, kind of a general link. Yeah, yeah. That's always mo most similar to, to Twilight Princess link than any other. Uh -huh, but before, right. I, yeah. like, yeah, in early times, it was Ocarina of Time guaranteed. You know, he was featured in Soul Calibur. Yeah. Uh, he was in yeah. both Melee and uh, 64 Melee. Smash. Um, yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's and again becomes a hero shade. Majora's Mask. He's a badass. You know, being able to see him as Young Link and and do all those cool kick flips from the beginning of the game. You know, as you're like you know progressing mm -hmm. to Termina and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just something yeah. so you know badass about him. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, he's he's been it's an great. adult. He's experienced everything there is. Now he can use a hook shot. Now he can use a you know huge sword. He can do everything he couldn't do as a kid. You see that progression. It's like. Yeah, there's just something mm -hmm. special about seeing his progress. And then again, seeing him after death, essentially, as the hero Shade, passing on his knowledge. It's just so magical. In terms yeah. of Zelda, though, if, if I you know, were to uh, jump to Zelda real quick as well, I would have to say Zelda's, you know, not as... My, my, my opinion won't be as strongly because she's not really as featured in the game, even though it's called The Legend of Zelda. You know, she's more of the side character mm -hmm. compared to Link. But uh, it would easily be, I would have to say, Spirit Tracks. Like, as funny as that may sound. Oh, make, yeah. Yeah. Make, no, I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. she's like the Alphonse to your Edward, if that makes any sense. If you play, yeah, if yeah. you watched up for me. Yeah, like having her, yeah, yeah. you know, use her spirit to enter the uh, phantoms and you control them. And mm -hmm. the fact that she needs to get back her body and, and all of that, to me, it was so cool. And she was very sassy and kind of over the top. And she, she wasn't just a goody two-shoes princess, you know, like she, she had personality. I thought she was really special. Yeah, the game isn't as deep as like how other Zelda games portrayed Zelda, but there's something about her. And I, to me, that was always special. It's like, yeah, one of my favorite Zelda companions is Zelda because she was literally Zelda. my yeah. companion, so. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Though? No, I, I can see that. I can agree with you uh, um, mm -hmm. on Skyward Sword. I, I uh, jumping back to to the Hero of Time quickly because I think I'd be split mm -hmm. to choose my favorite incarnation of Link between the Hero of Time uh, and I'll get to him in a second. But uh, the Hero of the Wilds, Breath of the Wild Link, I think would be up there as well. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the Hero the Hero of Time, I think, uh, as you were saying, the fact that you see him grow up. Yep. is is such such an important part of his character and mm -hmm. i think um i think child link in general is more interesting than adult link uh not just the hero of time i think in general link uh, a, a younger link i think is more interesting than an older yeah link nintendo because... has always given us a younger interpretation of link they never committed to fully adult link like the most we got was i'd say was mm -hmm. Twilight princess probably the oldest and he was like yeah, 17, like 18. 17, something yeah. like that. But but even that, I think, I think there's so much. It's much more courageous for this kind of like eight-year-old or what, however old mm. the Hero of Time is at the start. A, a little kid like that going on this, you know, horrendous adventure and facing off against sculptures and dead hand and things like that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so badass. And you know, Twilight Princess Link and Skyward Sword Link, they start out. The adventure as you know pretty beefy yep. guys uh, yeah i think child link's just a lot more impressive uh and yep. i think he kind of exemplifies courage um True, a yeah. little bit more because of that mm -hmm. uh, and yeah the fact that you see him grow up and his whole i mean we could talk about ocarina of time for ages but his whole arc of you know losing his childhood and everything it is is so interesting but yeah. um 
for the sake of for the sake of variety, I'll go for Breath of the Wild. Okay, uh, and why is Link. that? To be fair, to be fair, I'll choose Breath of the Wild Link and Zelda because I think oh, uh, I think they are probably. Oh, okay. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, um, that's probably quite a basic answer. Nowadays. I mean, I can understand I they're, Zelda they're... because Zelda truly she had to yeah. go through it all. She lost her mom. She lost all of her friends. Mm -hmm. She saw her city or her kingdom crumble. I can understand Zelda. Zelda like that. Zelda is very special. She's easily probably the most well, uh, you know, like she has the most depth out well, of any Zelda. Well-defined Zelda, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, why yeah. Link? I feel like that Link, no offense, he just seems kind of like a piece of blank paper. Like he's so, he doesn't show much that I don't get any mm -hmm. person. I don't think that's the whole very point. Very deadpan. Yeah, yeah. very deadpan. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's kind of just thrust in the adventure and just does it. Uh, what's your reasoning, actually? Yeah. I think, actually, it's kind of the reasons you said that he is the most kind of <laughs> straight up and down Link. And I like, because with Breath of the Wild Link, you don't get this with any other Link or... Mm. Yeah, I don't really, I think Breath of the Wild Link is the only one you really get his history. Um, so we know this Link's story from the time he was a little kid. Uh, and you know, apparently he was like beating adults when he was like five years old or whatever, True. whatever it says. Yeah. Uh, then he pulled the master sword as a kid and then but we had this whole story. We didn't get to see all of that. That's sad. We didn't get to, in, no, you know. No, but that's one of the things I like about Breath of the Wild's way of storytelling is that you, you it's, a, it's a reward for exploring the world. You kind of, uh, the more you explore the world, the more little bits you find about its history. And I think the fact that when you play the game, Link is this kind of um, blank slate, very stoic uh, it's, uh, incarnation of, of Link. Um, but I think we get to see how that happened uh, with this Link, which usually we don't. So I think we, we get kind of people talking about what Link was like in the past. We get Zelda's diary about him and why he stays so, um, he stays silent. And I don't know, I think, uh, I think- He's just the most well-rounded Link, I guess you could say. Like he's the Link of Links, if the, that makes any sense. I can see what you're saying. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he represents yeah. that noble hero really well. Um, so I see yeah. where you're coming from, yeah. But then Zelda, I mean, you already said it, uh, Breath of the Wild Zelda is is fantastic. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Tears of the Kingdom as well. She got a whole extra arc to oh, her Oh, yeah, story she became there. the um, legend of Zelda in Tears of the Kingdom. So exactly. I agree. I yeah. guess now that you say Which that, I awesome. didn't really think too deep into it. Probably that would be my favorite iteration of Zelda now that you say it. But mm -hmm. still, I, I, I'm glad I mentioned Spirit Tracks because I feel like that's worth, you know, like that was my favorite up oh, until then. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Spirit Tracks Zelda is, is fantastic because, I mean... Zelda's kind of, uh, Link's always pretty similar because he's deliberately a, a blank slate. Um, they never really give him, him too much. But uh, Zelda really varies with how she's handled. Some games, like Spirit Tracks, she's a massive part of the game the whole way through. She feels like a kind of, you know, an, an actual person, an actual mm -hmm. character. Uh, and then Donna talks smack about your favorite game, but Twilight Princess Zelda. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree though. She's like... Don't know anything about her, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. And like, Midna is more important. To, She's the Twilight Princess, not Zelda. Yeah. You know, when you when you play the game, exactly. you think it's talking about Zelda. Nah, it's Midna. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to kind of diss my favorite game, um, Wind Waker Zelda. Really? You don't like sucks. Tetra? I, what? No, 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 no. Tetra is great. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as she transforms into Zelda, I just find her so boring. And I don't uh, like the way she kind of... She loses all her pirate sassiness and everything mm -hmm. and I don't know I, I really don't like 
the transformation into Zelda in that game. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been much more interesting if they just kept her as Tetra the whole way, because Tetra is actually a fun, interesting character. 100%. Uh, yeah. And when she when she's in Zelda mode, you know, in a in the dress and all that, she doesn't really, I don't know, she doesn't show many signs of her her personality. You know, she does the little wink uh, and everything, but I think. I don't know. I think Tetra was really interesting, and I think that kind of got lost a bit when, when she became Zelda. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall it would have to be Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom uh-huh. for, for Zelda. I I, I feel like it's uh, worth like an honorable mention saying that I guess Ocarina of Time Zelda was special because she was chic. I totally forgot about that, but uh, yep. still, she's yeah, yeah. when she becomes Zelda, it's kind of like what you said with uh, Tetra to Zelda. It's like she loses all that personality and she mm-hmm. becomes a noble princess and it does yep. ruin it. And you want to see Zelda act that way. You don't want to just see that her disguised in that sense. Um, yeah, exactly. And it goes goes from Sheik, who's this kind of, you know, badass character. Yep. Zelda's forced to go into hiding for seven years and trained as a Sheiker and she's got all her ninja skills that she can disappear by throwing a Deku nut. Then she becomes Zelda and she's immediately captured the second she transforms. And she's, you know, she's helpless. She's the damsel in distress again. You know, that's it. Like, throughout the battle or everything. It's just... It's so much less interesting. Yep, than, yep. Um, and as you guide her through Hyrule yeah. Castle, it destroying, she's just, you know, standing there. What do I do? Like, weren't you chic at uh, one yeah. point? Sh- throw you that Deku nut. Yeah, yeah. Flash out of it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, but I think that that's that's something that Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time definitely have in common, is mm-hmm. that Zelda is just a lot less interesting than her alter egos. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I can agree with your picks. So, uh... So we've done Zelda and Link. Who would you say your favorite race is outside of uh, yeah, outside of the Hylians? Yeah, so, yeah um, outside of Hylians. Uh, I would have to say. See, here's the thing. There, one part of me wants to say Gerudo uh, because mm-hmm. I am Egyptian and I feel like that. You know, I'm, oh, I'm represented in the Zelda series. You probably feel represented yeah, yeah, with yeah. Hylians. You know, they're essentially like British people. You know, <laughs> like British they, royal family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, like, I feel like that, uh, and, and in general, like. I really like them, but sadly they are a race of just females, so I don't relate entirely with them. You know, I, I can't get that feeling. You know, and I'm not Ganondorf. I'm not the one evil born <laughs> into it. So um, it would be like it would be torn between like either the Gerudo or uh, I would have to say the Zora. I've always liked the Zora because mm. I always thought they like, especially in um, Majora's Mask, Macau, the band, how they had the Indigo Goes. Yeah, and I thought it was really yeah, cool yeah. and. Um, it's something special about them. Plus, they're like the longest living. So, like, if I had to pick who I would want to be if I was in the Zelda universe, I'd be like, I'd be a Zora. I'm going to outlive everybody except, I guess, the Sheikah, you know. But other than that, I'm good. You know, I got a long 100 plus year lifespan, uh, you know. So, yep. something about the Zora, yeah. And, and them being, um, yeah, I, I mean, they don't look I the mean- best, but. There's, there's something special. I mean, it, it, it depends. It depends if you get lucky or not, because it seems, it seems they can be born as oh, any yeah, with kind any of fish head. Yeah, they could have. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or like Darifan is kind of a, a whale. True. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah. he's the king. He was probably gluttonous and you know let himself. Yeah, get maybe. That big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be it. But if I looked like Macau yeah. or Sidon, you know, hell yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty happy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What What's your favorite? Iteration of the Zora, then Breath of the Wild is the kingdom, or e- mm, no? I would still say mm, like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, or I'm, I'm, hmm. 
they're all they're all not that distinct from each other it's kind of like the same with the gorons you know they're all kind of the same even yeah. gerudo i'd say the rito probably have the biggest transition wind waker they were literally humans with beaks yeah. just glued to their mouth um but you know in in the in breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom they became actual bird people um so mm-hmm. yeah i would say you know just really I, I, any Zora, I would say. Like, what about you, though? What would be your favorite race out of all of them? Uh, I've always been Team Goron. I think. Oh, uh, really? Just in any, in any game, they're they're just cool. They're just bros. Like, yeah, true. They're just cool, cool guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you eat rocks. No, I've always loved them. You're I, born from a rock. Like, that's a weird cycle. Yeah. Like, what if you eat your little brother and you don't know it? Like, you know. <laughs> that's a risk you've got to take. But. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I think maybe since Ocarina of Time, because like the Gorons in that game and Darunia, he's just, you know, he's such a bro. He's just, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, they're just very friendly. You feel at home with the Gorons. Yeah. And I think, I, I think they're kind of Hylia's perfect race in a way. Because if you look at like the Zelda timeline from end to end, like, oh, the they've never Gorons done don't wrong. really change. Yeah. They, they, they like with it, maybe Twilight Princess, they had some kind of like volcanic elements, like um, mm. they're kind of magma on their backs, a few of them. But uh, yeah, the Gorons don't really change. I think they're kind of oh true. They had their evolution at the start, and then they're done. They're perfect. Yeah, um, that is true. Yeah. But yeah, I've I've always loved the Goron uh, the Gorons. Just their you know their attitude. They're just fun and oh. um, yeah. I don't, I don't really have a reason other than that. I just, I just, I just like them. I mean, and I agree. Yeah, truly. Yeah, their design has changed the least throughout the series. They've literally just been kind of the same. But uh, then, who, who would you be your favorite like character in that race, or what race? Like, what character exactly outside of like the main, um, you know, characters do you like the best? Like throughout the series entirely. Is it Darunia Dur- uh, or, or something? I've already said. I've already said Darunia, but I mm. think. Um, I, th- I think, to be fair, Daruk overall is, is probably mm. my favorite. I've got a soft spot for Darmani from Majora's yeah, Mask. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, hard not to feel bad for I think for he's the guy. quite cool. Yeah. Exactly, which, he got you know, I was saying Gorn's always friendly. and kind, like... <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I've, you know, I said Goron's always friendly and happy or whatever, and, you know, Darmani's quite a big contrast to that, mm. um, which is is quite cool. Uh, and to be fair, the Goron's in, in Majora's Mask are in a pretty dire state. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, from the start but yeah I think if I had to pick I'd say Daruk overall but you know you can't really go wrong most of the main established Goron characters are just are just cool yeah. um, I also do quite like uh, I'm blanking on his name is it Gorko or something the, the one from Skyward Sword uh uh, the one who hangs around Farron uh, around um, oh yeah yeah the researcher the, the one seal grounds and, yeah it's like Gork Gorko. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm, bl- like that. I'm blanking I'm gonna, too. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to Google it. Okay. Um, Gor- it is Gorko. It okay. is Gorko. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was cool. Um, I don't know. Just Gor- Gorons in general. They're, they're just friendly guys. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, and that would be, wait, uh, that would be your favorite, that would be your favorite uh, character outside, like the main characters within the franchise? Oh, like not just Gorons. You no, mean not just anyone. Gorons. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite. So, like outside of like the Triforce mm-hmm. wielders, yeah. um, I quite like Kings of Hyrule. I quite like King Daphnis. Um, 
I think he's really cool. Uh, I think Daphne you know, Johansson the, the, is the, the Wind Waker one, right? That's Wind Waker. Yep. Yeah. Yep, uh, although to be fair. Uh, I'm a bit of a King Rome apologist. Um, <laughs> King Rome did nothing wrong. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of people get on him for how he treated Zelda, but I think that's that's kind of why he's so interesting. He's like a a king who had to struggle between, you know, protecting his kingdom against this threat that was coming, and he knew it was coming, and he didn't really know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he puts pressures on his daughter, and it's clear from you know his diary that he, you know. He, he's quite conflicted about what he's what he has to do and how he has to treat Zelda. That's but uh, I think that makes him that makes him a good character overall. Yeah. Uh, but I think overall, I'd go King Daphne's from Wind Waker again, probably slightly for nostalgia reasons. But mm-hmm. um, I think he's probably my favourite companion, the King of Red Lions, and yep. then uh, the, the the ending of Wind Waker is oh so he's probably yeah. probably the height of Zelda mm-hmm. in my book. I, th- I think that's. Probably the the peak of the series yeah. uh, is the ending of Wind Waker, and obviously Daphne has a has a massive part of that. You know, the wish on the Triforce yep. and everything. Creating the new uh, land. I think exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I'd go for him. Uh, what about you? Favorite non Triforce wielder? Okay, so for me it'd be kind of on the same boat. Get it? But um, you know, but <laughs> it, you know, in terms of like it's uh, one of Link's partners, um, and you know, companions, and that would have to be Midna. Uh, so I mean, oh, of course. She's yeah. a Twily, yeah. and I'll be honest, I don't really like the tw- the Twily race because we don't know enough about him. Like outside of Zant and Midna, they're the mm-hmm. only defined ones. The rest look like these disgusting blobs that you know when you like yeah. finish the Twilight Realm area, like, and you rescue all of them. They don't look like Nintendo to put no effort into them. But uh, the manga definitely yeah. shows a lot about them. And actually, if they were like that in the games, then they would be up there as one of my favorite races as well within the series. But Midna easily mm. is my favorite character outside of like the Triforce wielders because she starts off with like that, you know, desire to just kind of use Link and, you know, just help him because he's in a sticky situation and actually use her for herself and then kind of develops that connection with Link and over time it changes. And I mean, she literally holds so much significance throughout her people and kind and like she kind of has that same journey of Link of like kind of being lost in nowhere and, and just having to do her own mission but she finds that in Link and is able to team up with him and I don't know I, I love Midna in that sense and it was nice to see her like go yeah. away also like the ending of Twilight Princess was so special because you know she knew she was never gonna see Link again she had to you know destroy the bridge between the realms break the mirror yeah yep, yep. um yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, like we said, she makes up. She makes up for for Twilight Princess Zelda being kind of lackluster. Yep. Uh, yep. Even though, they, I mean, yeah, she. Even though I say she's a Twilight Princess, doesn't Midna literally refer to Zelda as a Twilight Princess? Like that's one of her dialogues. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She does. But I think you but know she it, is. the name refers to both of them. I mm-hmm. think it's. it's it's like Breath of the Wild refers to a few things, but mm-hmm. I think Twilight Princess. She's she's the Twilight Princess, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it says a lot about her, how good she is. That Twilight Princess, its story, still works great, even with Zelda being kind of not as great in that game as she was in Ocarina, Wind Waker, Skyward Sword. Um, yeah, because because Midna kind of pulls so much weight throughout that game. Yep. Uh, She's just great. She's just kind of sassy, which is just right? fun. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's fun uh, to see because Nintendo does goofy characters really well. So it's nice to see them put personality right. on characters like that. Exactly. And yeah, the, the Twilight in general and just how, how Midna works is just really cool and creative. Like, 
I love the way she hides in your shadow uh, oh, and, yeah. yep. and little things like that. It, it's just really cool. Um, mm -hmm. I can definitely, I can definitely see why you go with with Midna. Yep. So, what got you into Zelda content creation then in the first place? Why do you start making Zelda videos? Uh, so, I feel like I kind of mentioned it earlier uh, in the sense of like mm -hmm. you know replaying Twilight Princess so many times. I thought I wanted to share it, and then. Uh, from there, my love for the series only got stronger, you know, with making videos on it, actually researching it, you know, playing the game in a way I never played it, you know, trying to make it in a way people can follow and everything. It just really brought my love for the series way more. Um, and yeah, ever since then, it's just been a thing. Like, because uh, I, I started from high school, I remember. And um, I remember doing it like I, I was I was I wanted to do it so badly, but I didn't have the equipment or the computer or even the space like I, I my computer was in the you know like living room where everyone was so i'd have to wait oh, till yeah, everyone yeah, went yeah. to bed and i'd whisper into the microphone like if you watch my older like earlier videos i'm like really really quiet and like just you know trying to record but it was that passion that <laughs> right, drive yeah. of like people are watching me play a game that i love like what is like what you know it's just like it's mind-blowing well yeah nowadays it's very common it's kind of crazy mm -hmm. especially like when it's new to you and you're kind of getting into that and yeah yeah that's essentially what started and from it's, there it just kind of moved on um to all types of videos yeah yeah but, yeah it wasn't really a thing like so what time what year did you start? When did you um, start so, uploading? So I started like, um, cause after I came back from Egypt, I was kind of catching up on all the changes that happened in America. Cause I was in Egypt for like five years. So I had like a five year blackout, uh, especially in like your, oh, right, yeah. in that time where you're really discovering yourself and like trying to find passions and everything. Cause it was like during my early teen years. Um, so mm -hmm. I came back around 14, 15. I, I started YouTube around like you could say 16, 16 ish i feel like my first videos weren't until i was like 17 or 18 like it it took me a while to really get things off the ground because uh again living with your parents you know and they didn't really have much money so it's like even a capture card all of that and then having four brothers that you have to share everything with you know it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it yeah. wasn't the easiest but i wouldn't say I, i'd say like yeah i really started taking youtube seriously around like 2012 so a few years mm -hmm. before you started actually and uh speaking of which how, how did you get into it then like uh, what got you into making yes yeah, so you started off strong with like lore videos right you weren't like just playing a game and casually you know like experimenting right yeah so yeah it was a couple of years after you so I, I think it was 2015 when i first um uploaded on on zeltic mm -hmm. but um yeah it was um it was all breath of the wild speculation uh -huh. back then it was uh you know the zelda wii u was on the horizon and you know there was because I've, I've always kind of been aware of and been lurking in the zelda corner of the internet you know i used to lurk the forums and stuff yeah um and yeah, I, I was very aware of all the other the Zelda YouTubers at the time. So obviously there was you. I, I used to watch your let play let's plays. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people like Peanut Butter Gamer. Then um, uh -huh. you know, yeah. Then like Zelda tubers that are still going today, like you know HMK Commonwealth Realm. Yep. And then uh, you know others that aren't like Vortexy Gaming. Uh, there are like a. I watched their content and I really really looked up to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and. You know, I also really wanted Zelda Wii U. I, I, I kind of opinions on how I wanted the game to be and everything. So I just started uploading speculation content, like, you know, what, how could this work in in Zelda Wii U uh, mm -hmm. and things like that. And it wasn't until 
maybe a year or so in that I started doing content on other Zelda games. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, and doing a bit more kind of lore and, and theory stuff. That was a little bit later, but mm. um, actual YouTubing or whatever I did, I did a little bit before before Zelda. I um. I've I've kind of always made videos uh, on like random things like uh when I was growing up I played a load of RuneScape mm-hmm. and I made random YouTube videos on that uh, on that um anyone who played RuneScape back in the day will will remember Tanoob show uh on YouTube and no he idea. was basically kind of RuneScape sketch comedy if that makes sense mm-hmm. like uh it kind of you know have a few uh have his RuneScape character and type a message above his head and uh, and and use that to make uh, comedy. So I tried doing that when I was uh, when I was a kid. Uh, you know, learned video editing and all that. And then there was a few years where uh, me and two of my best friends uh, we we started a kind of eating challenge YouTube channel. <laughs> um, and it, they're still up. All the videos are still up. Uh-huh. Uh, if so, it, you know, if people can find them, I'm, I'm not going to say where to find them, but oh, they are okay. still up. Uh, and that started with like, uh, you know, we'd eat hot sauce or chilies or try and drink a pint of lemon Yeah, like juice the 2010 era like of YouTube. That was like a whole exactly. genre of yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, we, we used to watch people like the LA Beast and Furious Pete. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still watch LA Beast uh, till stuff. this day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was... I was always the guy that edited the videos for us when we did uh, kind of food challenge videos. Yep. Um, so I, I've always been making making YouTube content, and it wasn't it wasn't until Breath of the Wild w- was on the horizon that I started doing doing Zelda stuff. But um, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. Since, actually, since then, that like that was your that was the game that got you into YouTube. Like in terms of like that's because that I remember game. covering. Games like um, Ocarina of Time 3D, Majora's Mask 3D, those were all before. Yeah. Skyward, Sword. Skyward Sword is like when I first got into YouTube, it was like just coming out. It was the new big thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to me, that's crazy. For you, it was like a whole cycle after. It was it was the Breath exactly. of the Wild cycle. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's fun to see how uh, now there's kind of other channels coming up uh, that came up with the Tears of the Kingdom cycle uh, and there'll be other channels that come up with with the next game Mm -hmm. it is it's cool to see um, each Zelda game kind of you know pick up new content creators and there's new people bringing all sorts of crazy talents to to Zelda YouTubing Um, it's just so fun to see how much it grows like uh, oh yeah like I was saying back 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 in the day um, I mean yeah I started a few years after you but but there weren't really that many people, especially dedicated Zelda channels. Like I said, you know, Peanut Butter Gamer, people like that, but mm-hmm. he was never a dedicated Zelda channel. Yeah, like Peanut Butter Gamer, uh, I feel like wasn't even full. He had like Zelda Month, which was like the, it was like the yeah. biggest thing Zelda yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah. related. Yeah, um, but but he wasn't like a Zelda specific guy. Yeah. I think I think you were like the Zelda YouTuber. You were the I feel the like, OG, yeah, myself the... and I think Zelda Dungeon, like they have a website, but they used to do Zelda yeah. walkthroughs all the time. And I felt like that was, that was actually one of my inspirations as well. Um, the Zelda walkthrough guy, mm. like I remember because I want to look into even like before I even started doing my own, I want to see if there's even like an audience or like what I can reflect my kind of content off. And it was literally, oh yeah, um, right. yeah, mm. a guy, he goes by Caleb Simpson. He was like the OG Zelda Dungeon walkthrough guy. And, um. 
I don't know if he's still in, like still works for the dungeon, but yeah, I remember that originally is what got me into it. But I was trying to do more of the let's play style. So he was very, very professional and it was just like, you know, walkthroughs and how to do this, how to do that. It was titled, you know, exactly what you did in the video. For me, I was trying to kind of adapt the 100% walkthrough style, but uh, I had also inspiration from like, you know, you know, like let's players like Chugga Conroy and yeah um, yeah 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 like yeah. Those, those really got me into like that that was like the genre i wanted to get into it was that kind of let's play style of videos and uh, that's originally mm -hmm. what like really got me kind of into the whole youtube game yeah yep. but you were definitely one of the first to kind of not lock your whole, whole channel to Zelda, but you know, it, you know, it was, yeah, it was Zelda the basis. Was... Yeah, I mean, I've done Sonic, yeah. I've done other games on the channel, but no, it was my goal and my initial uh, premise when making the channel was I'm, I want 100% games and show specifically Zelda and show them how to beat them. So it was oriented in Zelda and eventually it became just Zelda. But yeah, yeah, I definitely wasn't fully locked on at first, but I feel like eventually I just, you know, now it's just called like Zelda Tuber. I, I like, yeah, I feel like that was kind of yeah. a thing coined later on when there's, there's so many, I'm, so we had to like have one roof to I like know. address ourselves. I'm with. glad that that's, that that's a name now, yep. like Zelda Tuber, because mm -hmm. I remember a few years ago, at least at least when I started, Zelda Tuber wasn't. Yeah, a, it was a just Pokey Tuber. It was like the only thing I knew it was. It was po Pokey Tuber, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. um, uh, it, it's great, and I think I, I I have a tweet back from like 2016 or something. Where I put next year Zelda tubers will be a, a bigger thing or something like that. Yep. Uh, and it was, yeah. Next year, 2017, obviously. Breath oh of yeah, the Wild, Breath of the these, Wild uh, broke the ceiling of Zelda and put it into new heights, mm -hmm. like all the way to just fucking space. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Zelda didn't have the same reach. It had a huge reach. It was still Nintendo's second biggest franchise, but no, Breath of the Wild has literally put Zelda on a completely different platform like 100%. Yeah. Cuz before Breath of the Wild um you know I love Skyward Sword but you know it wasn't this kind of like holy shit game. Mm -hmm. Uh and I think the Zelda series was kind of running on legacy a bit in that you hadn't really had this kind of you know genre defining massive game in years and years and years. Uh and I think you could split the Zelda series into pre-Breath of the Wild and post-Breath of the Wild. It's definitely a kind of uh, a massive moment for the series. Um, and obviously it, it, it properly birthed Zelda tubing uh, as a thing. Uh, you know, since then you, you've had all these new channels come out and there's just uh, there's so many kind of brilliant channels that Breath of the Wild kind of gave the opportunity to, to, to rise up. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, but I know you've... Uh, you don't just do let's plays anymore. You, you kind of you do a bit more, um, like yeah, like uh, crit critical videos. Or, you could say yeah. like yeah. It's I'm not. I've never mm -hmm. been in because like I love lore and I've done lore videos, but like I've always been on the side of like Nintendo doesn't care enough about the lore, so why should I? Um, yeah. Unlike most Zelda tubers, where lore is kind of like I feel like the main kind of content you'd see yeah. when it comes to Zelda videos, but yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like yeah, since I play the games and I feel like I'm more about the gameplay. But don't get me wrong, the lore is just as important to me. Um, yeah, I like to talk about the actual games and how they play and everything, rather than just uh, mm -hmm. really you know break down everything. But I mean, there's plenty of that, you know. So yeah, yeah. And is that 
kind of a, a direction you see yourself continuing yeah, with? Or yeah, because... What, what are your kind of plans for the future? Ha having done pretty much every Zelda game as a Let's Play, you know, I, I, and I've repeated them, as you, like you mentioned, like, uh, you know, off uh, the podcast, but like you said, like, you know, you watched my Wind Waker LP, but it wasn't the first one I've done. Yeah. It was like a, <laughs> it was one like, yeah, yeah. so like I like keep, redo. Yeah, yeah, I keep yeah. redoing them. So like, I, you know, eventually that's going to get stale and, and I'm going to burn out from that. So it's like, I see myself like kind of maybe doing retrospectives or like YouTube is now to the point mm -hmm. where Let's Plays don't even have the same audience or reach as they used to when I first started to begin with. I think streaming's kind of taken a lot away from, yeah. from Let's Players. Yeah, true. And and I do want to stream, but like I just see myself kind of like redefining the, the Let's Play content into something like retrospectives or like a super cut version mm. or something. So yeah, um, something beyond those lines. But in general, like I still have fun just doing yeah. topical videos. Like I can make a video just talking about one bad thing I don't like about the game and just like go off on a rant. And that's something I also really enjoy, just kind of yeah, like yeah. that ranting aspect. Um, what about yourself with this whole Tears of the Kingdom cycle uh, pretty much over and we're going to move on to a next one? What do you what do you see yourself doing in terms of content? I've never been kind of someone to plan ahead mm -hmm. too much. Uh, I, I'm kind of I'm quite an obsessive person. So I, I you know, hyper focus on, on what I'm working on at the moment and then then move on to the next thing when the next thing comes around. Um, but I, I don't really have a plan for, for, for going forward uh -huh. from here. It's just what inspires just, you, I guess? Like what you feel like talking about Just what moment. inspires... Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, we, we've got however many years of Zelda games before Tears of the Kingdom, and there's still so much more I want to say and, and, and do with Tears of the Kingdom mm -hmm. that I, I don't kind of, you know, see myself running out of, of things to talk about or whatever. Yeah. I think um, I've always had some sort of creative outlet whatever that is whether that's like drawing or or um or whatever it is and and making zelda videos kind of fills that role for me like i can um uh, it's just the kind of the method of producing something it, yep. uh, the process of making the video is what i what i like the most um and zelda is kind of like a medium to, to work through uh, is really interesting for me. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep ma making Zelda things, whatever's interesting me at the moment, like wherever wherever my attention is, that's kind of what Zelda content I'll be making. But mm -hmm. I don't see myself moving away from, from Zelda, yep. you know, at least at least not for, you know, the time being. I, mm -hmm. I think it's still you know, this, this massive obsession of mine. I still love all of these games and there's still, there's still so much more to be said about them. And yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll just kind of see wherever Zelda takes me. Uh huh. And um, yeah, luckily they haven't but, like dropped the ball. Like it's not like Zelda eventually got stale over time. It keeps getting better. It's like mm -hmm. I feel like it's yeah, the king exactly. of the gaming, all of gaming. You know, like uh, Ocarina yeah. of Time. I remember had like the best uh, consistent reviews, and it was like the mm -hmm. top, like the best. When you, when you thought of a game, it was like Ocarina of Time was the best game of all time up until like a certain point when. Obviously now it's older, but like then what followed it was sadly no other game was able to really amount to Ocarina of Time success in terms of like a Zelda game. But then Breath of the Wild came out and it became then literally the, yeah, the king yeah. of video games again. So it's like Zelda will always come back with like the best of the best. So it's a, it's a nice franchise for us to, you know, you know, be so obsessed with and kind of make content about because they don't miss, you know, unlike, you know, a lot of other yeah. games. Like, again, like I mentioned Sonic. 
it was good at one point, but it's a very hit or miss yeah. now. So <laughs> that's the thing. When the, when there's a, a new Zelda coming out, it's it's nice to be kind of confident even before you get the game in your hands. It's you gonna know be it's going to be good. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, there's different Zeldas for, for different people. Some people like certain Zeldas more than others. Uh, um, you know, like Skyward Sword, some people have problems with or whatever. But it's not a bad game. Even if you don't like it, it's still, you know, a very, very well-polished game. And uh, Zelda's, you know, it, it's it's a big dog in the gaming industry. Like, people, people watch to see what Zelda's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and you see when they do something like Breath of the Wild people copy it. It becomes kind of a genre in itself. Yep, um, yep. They always redefine the genre. They, with Ocarina of Time, they've done it. Yeah. And now with Breath of the Wild, they've literally... There's the amount of... I mean, like, a good example is, like, Genshin Impact. It started as a straight-up Breath of yeah. the Wild clone. And yes, okay, before anyone yeah. says this thing, it evolved into its own thing. I get it now. But it started as that, and look at what it's become. And now it's, like, the biggest mobile mm -hmm. game of all time, uh, essentially. So it is crazy, yeah. Yeah. But that they'll still they'll they'll keep doing that. They'll, they'll keep, you know, pushing the boundaries of, mm -hmm. of what they can do. And um, with Zelda, it's not you don't feel like it's as corporate as some other games. In that there's not a release every year. It's not you know we need we need to push a game out to sell X amount. Yeah, you can tell that the the team are actually really passionate and they do you know, pride themselves on, on putting something special out. And I think yep. they really do kind of stress themselves to make sure whatever they're doing is the best that they could possibly be doing at the time. Yep, they want to evolve uh, with each iteration. They're not just like, here is another exactly. Zelda game with different coat of paint. It's like, no, we want the next best thing. That Yeah, that's what makes the series yeah. so special, 100%. Like, for, even from Breath I, of the Wild to I Tears can't of see the that Kingdom. stopping. Yeah, exactly. Because like, look at what Breath of the Wild did to open world gaming, but look what Tears of the Kingdom did. Well, yeah, the game is still more or less Breath of the Wild. It, there's no game that has a skybox like that that has a uh underground like it's just like we're gonna take it even further than you can imagine you thought this was open world yeah check this out and yeah so it's like zelda redefines gaming as a whole and tell this i don't feel like there's a game that even comes to close the you know tears of the kingdom scale we look at elden ring and you know you said yeah i gave it the breath of wildification of you know the Dark Souls series, but it doesn't even amount to but anything as what Tears of the Kingdom was able to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they, they aim for for different things, um, but but yeah, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, the the, the world of those games is just completely unrivaled. Yep. There's nothing straight up unmatched. Nothing on that scale and, and openness like at all. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's well, it's created a genre, so I, I expect to see more games kind of similar to, to Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom going forward. Yep. Um, and speaking of uh, which... You know, outside of the Zelda series. Speaking yeah, of which, yeah. how, where do you see Nintendo going forward with the next Zelda game? So what do you see mm. after Tears of the Kingdom? We now know uh, pretty much officially that Nintendo's done with this. You know, we're not even going to get DLC yep. for Tears of the Kingdom. So where do you see Nintendo going? Do you see them just still giving us an open world sandbox like that? Or do you, you see them redefining that even further to something more? That's... That's the big question, isn't it? They, um, I mean, we don't. No one knows anything. You can't about imagine what, it what goes on like. through their yeah, their heads. Like we can't even picture what they might be thinking. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm. They've said in interviews, uh, and I, I, I'm. I was completely confident before that. Anyway, that it, it's going to be open air. It's going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, 2D games or whatever they could do in the meantime. Aside, we're talking 
the next big thing. Mainline one. Um, yep. Yeah, it, it, yeah, they're gonna do the same as Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom and try and have it as as open and free as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hopefully we get we get a whole new world to explore this time. And yep. just, yeah, I, I yeah, I can't I can't see them going back to that high roll again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, or at least, I don't know. They'd they'd have to. I don't. I don't. They would have they to give I us like a dark they've... world, kind of like a link to the past or a link between worlds. But still, that that'd be pushing yeah, it. Like, but it wouldn't be enough. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And they sort of did that with the depths in in Tears of the Kingdom as yeah, well. Yeah, but the, um, the depths were not that deep. If you know what I'm saying, like just, the, the name didn't yeah, really exactly, fit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, whatever it is, we can we can be pretty certain that mm-hmm. it's going to be. Um, you know, it, following on from Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom, and in that's in that design philosophy. Um, but yeah, I, I I've I can't even begin to imagine what kind of setting they could be doing. Uh, I mean, I'd personally love to see uh, a open air ocean game, like Ooh. if you imagine the Wind Waker, yep. but with Breath of the Wild modernized. design, yeah. uh, modernized. Where we can swim underwater, especially because that's something that was yeah, that's, missing. That's from, the weirdest thing. The one the game Switch that's games. missing it, the one 3D Zelda game outside of the Wind Waker that's missing underwater exploration is Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, um, which are meant to be the most open games. Yeah, yeah, the most restricting that, when it comes to water. <laughs> exactly. So I'd, I'd love to see that kind of thing uh, explored with the, the freedom of Breath of the Wild. Wow, uh, yeah. Know, Im- the, imagine you have Wind Waker's top overworld but then a universe underneath with underwater travel exactly. wow, that'd be insane that's su- yeah imagine like wind waker's sunken hyrule if there were kind of ruins on the seabed uh-huh, yep. uh and you could swim down to shallow ones but then maybe to get to to deeper ones you had to have different items to mm. survive the pressure or or breathe underwater or something like that um I'd love to see something like that, but yeah. What about you? Where do you see Zelda following on from Tears of the Kingdom? What- so I agree. It's it has to be open air. That's now the new yeah. version of that's that's what defines Zelda now. And let's be honest, the new fans that come into the series are going to expect that moving forward. So I'm sure Nintendo is going to follow. Yep. Um, I would like to see them explore outside of Hyrule. I'm sure they can do anything else. Like, we've gotten games, like, even, like, Link's Awakening, the Oracle games. Like, they've explored outside of Hyrule. Majora's Mask, you know, with Termina. Um, and, And they can be just as creative we don't need death mountain and zora's domain we can have different interpretations of it and in, in different variety and um one thing that kind of gives me hope that they might do that and that they've already thought about it was with um uh Jonas, sidon's uh, fiance and wife yeah um, from like, an, another zora's domain. yeah another zora's domain i i know people yeah. might say well you know maybe it's either lost in translation or just like they're not being specific or something or there might be a domain just hyrule's bigger than the continent we see it might, it might be like there's more to it we just don't explore it but whatever it is i hope that is like an idea and we do find more and and see something like that um though f- funny how you mentioned the wind waker and, and water traveling and everything one thing i've been wanting to see before breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom was uh with how phantom hourglass kind of gave us a you know top down you know you know what's it called water exploration game and then spirit tracks oh, yeah. gave us a yeah. full land exploration game i would love to see an actual mm-hmm. open air like you know air specific exploration game where you like uh, there's actual islands outside of just the great sky island kind of like what scared sword was trying to do but yeah um you know f- 
fully that like nintendo actually embraces it because let's be real even with tears of the kingdom the great skyland is very very beautiful and nice but everything else there's just like copy and pasted archipelagos all throughout the map and yeah they, they lost and even even the the many that there are there's not enough for how much the sky actually takes in terms of the overworld like it's nothing compared to what mm -hmm. the depths has to offer or the surface the surface definitely is the most well uh developed part of the game even in tears of the kingdom yeah, yeah so it's like yeah. I would love to see where they fully embrace that, where they take what they had in Scattered Sword, but they give us the, the you know, where there's no loading screen in between land. Because that's essentially what my mind thought Tears of the Kingdom was going to give us, but it didn't deliver that. I was literally thinking, we're going to find a beat down Skyloft. We're going to find this crazy yes. thing. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah but we got oh, no, nothing imagine. close. Imagine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine that, I mean, that like, yeah, that to me would be a really fun thing for them to explore or space. <laughs> imagine if you could even go, you can penetrate the I mean, clouds and go even higher. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a kind of weird recurring alien theme throughout some Zelda, like throughout Zelda, there's yep. obviously there's, there's aliens. aliens in Majora's yep. Mask. Yep. There was, uh, you know, concept art for an alien invasion uh -huh. or in, in Breath in a of space the Wild. Suit, so they've literally thought of it Link before. in a spacesuit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was one of the kind of crazier theories I saw um, uh, around the internet before Tears of the Kingdom dropped was that we'd go higher and higher and higher on the islands until we get to space. Maybe Ganon is on the Blood Moon or, or something yeah. like that. Again, imagination uh, <laughs> will always let you down if you actually believe it too much because yeah, we'll think of the craziest things. Yeah. But um, yeah, that yeah. would be super dope. Imagine um, if you could find like where, like maybe it's beyond what just Hyrule is. Like you could find a planet of the Gorons mm -hmm. and it's all rock-like and you could find a water planet where it's all Zoras and there's barely any land on it. And like you find just full on actual planets that involve with those worlds that would be super cool and yeah, yeah definitely i feel like nintendo could do it really mm. well in terms of like taking it serious that would be seriously taking it to the next level we thought the sky was the next level yeah. no that's like beyond exactly. this world yeah. yeah i mean the thing you can never really guess where zelda's gonna go next mm. and that's something that i could see them doing just because it is so impossible for to, to for people to predict yeah um I mean, yeah, we'll see if this this podcast's aged aged well yeah. in you know <laughs> eight years time or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, speaking of Zelda in space is probably an easy segue to uh, what's your opinion on fantasy versus technology in Zelda? Obviously, it started out as um, pure medieval, very, you know, fantasy. traditional fantasy game. Yeah. Although there was, you know. Since almost the very beginning of the series, there's been a lot of ideas for for bringing Zelda into the future. Mm -hmm. um, especially, I think it was a link to the past. They they really heavily considered having having Link jump into the future as well. Yeah. So, what's your opinion on? sci-fi versus fantasy for zelda so uh i feel like most fans i'm sure including yourself like what really got us into the series was the m hardcore fantasy aspect the medieval the hundred percent yeah yeah like you, you know yeah. swords shields horses all of that that is what defines the zelda series that's something we don't want to see him leave and granted breath of the wild and tears mm -hmm. of the kingdom have that still but with the sci-fi sense kind of involved like it's a good sci-fi fantasy merge that really works out um 
but like yeah i, I don't think i'd want to see nintendo go further than that i don't want to see like some you know linking a gundam or something or you know some, yeah, yeah like some, cyberpunk zelda yeah or or that yeah, exactly i i think that that yeah. would be too far away from what the series is what holds special to the series so like nintendo did a though don't get me wrong nintendo did it really well they were able to merge the two really really well with tears of the kingdom and breath of the wild because it's still their type of tech their sci-fi is beyond this world in the sense of like you know most sci-fi fantasy is but this is like it's it has that very magical you know whimsical feel that you don't necessarily get with um sci-fi sci-fi is supposed to seem somewhat practical right um i feel like yeah tears of the kingdom and breath of the wild it has that whimsical nature to where it's still fantasy like it still has that fairy tale like feel you know it's not completely destroying it um so i feel like if they keep that route it'd be fine but deep down a huge part of me just wants them to go back to you know boots on the ground you know just steal everything just going in with you know that kind of mindset um yeah 100 what about you though I, I'm completely in agreement. Yeah, mm. um, I, I again, I, I really liked Breath of the Wild uh, and its approach to to technology. Mm-hmm. The way it was, you know, there's a strong theme of like nature versus technology. You had yep. the ancient Sheikah tech and um, you know the wilderness creeping in, and um, but yeah, I, I think I would much much prefer them to 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 steer fully into to hard fantasy. Nothing no technology rather than the opposite um mm-hmm. i mean you know it, it if they did choose to to take zelda into the future I, it would be good i know i know they'd make a good game but um i don't i think there's something about fantasy that kind of you know j- just gets my heart i don't know i'm <laughs> you know, my, obviously grew up watching lord of the rings and everything and um, yep. i just can't really imagine zelda outside of of fantasy i think it needs to stay rooted to that yeah at least in some in some way because yeah, i don't want to see link as like a high school you know kid going you know some persona yeah. thing going on or some weird thing and uh, <laughs> it's not it's not zelda then i yeah. think it, it does need to be you're you know a, a, a guy with a sword and a horse and yeah. uh, it needs to say like that i think mm-hmm. um definitely yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, kind of following that sort of vein. Uh, what What are your thoughts on like? Because even though yeah, Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild introduced a new era of technology and all. What about in terms of like Link as a character? Like now he is the hero in blue. Uh, Hyrule is, mm-hmm. is you know less reliant on those old traditions. The Sheikah are way more prominent. They're something you know before they were just a secretive tribe. Like, what's your thoughts? Do you want Link to look like the, you know, old school Peter Pan, you know, little guy with that fantasy feel? Or do you like the Studio Ghibli feel that they're going for now that is just a lot different and kind Mm. of in a, you know, completely, it's kind of like a completely different direction, but still reminiscent of the core of the series. So it doesn't lose it, but it does definitely feel different. Like the hero in green is, is a completely different hero than the hero in blue in in that sense in the vibe you get. Uh, Which do you prefer? I... I do really like uh, Link's champion tunic mm-hmm. uh, design. I love, um, I love it too. If, I think if you could see me, I'm I, like I think it's, pointing it's, out my shirt. By the way, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I think especially the, the champion's leathers. I think uh, his, his Tears of the Kingdom look mm-hmm. is just amazing. He looks so great. Um, 
and I think it, it's definitely needed for for a game, especially with Breath of the Wild, where they they first introduced the champion's tunic. They needed to make a drastic change. As it's kind of a statement, isn't it? It it, the it new shows age how Zelda. Breath like, of the Wild. Yeah, it's like a soft exactly. Reboot Breath there. of the Wild is mm -hmm. is a new age of Zelda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I do really like it for that reason. And I think. I think they might have said something along the lines of there's so so much green grass in Hyrule now uh, that you need a, a character that's blue rather than green wow. otherwise it just gets lost. I wonder if that's uh, deep down I their design that was the reason why they chose that I, design. I think it I think it actually was. Wow. Um, okay. But, so I, I do like the champion's tunic link but um yeah I I, I want to see the green back now. Mm. I think because Breath of the Wild was such a you know a special event f for the series um and it's it, it's going to be the foundation that they move on from. I think, I mean, I've, I hoped with Tears of the Kingdom, this is one disappointment that I have with the game, I hoped that it would be Breath of the Wild's foundation, but then with some classic Zelda elements reintroduced. Mm -hmm. uh, the big one for me being kind of classic dungeons, yep. the... the uh, uh, an item progression rather than just unlocking yeah, no, all the Yeah, no, sadly they doubled down on game. Breath of the Wild's changes. They only get They doubled down. Yeah. They doubled down. Uh, yeah. You know, for better or worse, mm -hmm. they've really doubled down. Um, but I think if they do, for the next game, uh, introduce maybe some classic Zelda things, I'd love to see the green tunic come back uh, rather than another blue link. Especially if we're moving away from this Hero of the Wild uh, into another another link. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a bit strange if there was an entirely separate link that also wore blue because I think that's that's the Hero of the Wilds thing because he was yeah. you know, he was special because because Breath of the Wild was so different. Um but yeah, what what about you? Are you team green or team blue? Um I'm kind of caught in the middle. I cuz I do think like I like how Link looks less silly, you know, like cuz let's be honest, the green mm -hmm. hat, you know, he that, very, the hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. very reminiscent of Peter Pan, so I do like how they made him a lot more like just uh, modern looking. But no, I do agree and I think it's just a lot of nostalgia kind of coming through in the sense of like I do I mean, he's that's Link, you know, he's the guy in green. He's it's goofy looking. But it's like Mario, you know, Mario's a Italian plumber. You know what I'm saying? Like and you can't change that. Yeah. He's He's a dude in red and he exactly. looks super goofy and it's like but it works so it's like if mm -hmm. if the green peter pan look works yeah keep it and you, i like the idea that you're going with in the sense of like yeah that could be the era of the wild and and they stop there because it would mm -hmm. be weird yeah for to, to continue the champion's tunic like wh why would they do that and already they showed that link's outfit doesn't matter you can wear whatever you want hell if anything the way they show link in the beginning and end of the game is shirtless now in tears of the kingdom so they don't yeah. even care what he's yep. wearing anymore so yeah no exactly yeah. Although, what did you think of um i mean i know your answer link's archaic tunic uh, oh, Tears the Kingdom oh, yeah. design because that was one of the most heavily promoted Link outfits mm -hmm. that we got, and I'm really sad I, I you can't so upgrade. Yeah, no, I'm really sad you can't upgrade it because I thought it was like a beautiful yeah. marriage between uh, old school Zelda and then this new lore yeah. of the Zonai and everything, and it had this like Greek Except mythology. Bring that bit of green look. back. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and the green, exactly. Yeah, yeah so to me, it, it was really good. It's just a shame you couldn't upgrade it, and it, it's literally the most useless set, sadly, within the game. But it definitely looks really cool. And, it, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I thought it'd be a lot more than this game's equivalent of, you know, the, the worn trousers and uh, yeah, the clothes you get in the Shrine of Resurrection. Yeah, sadly, it's I, literally I thought, that. It's, that's all it offers. It's literally, it's literally just that. I thought there might be something else to it because of how cool it looks, but, mm -hmm. you know... Um, 
it is what it is. Um, yeah. So what would you say your most controversial Zelda opinion is? Okay, uh, I feel like this one, some people may agree with me, but I know a lot of people won't, and I feel like, because they seem like I'm betraying the uh, the foundation, and that is that Tears of the Kingdom, as in my eyes, makes Breath of the Wild feel completely obsolete. Like, it, it's hard. I don't see myself ever coming back to Breath of the Wild and playing it the way I played it now that Tears of the Kingdom exists. I know Tears of the Kingdom has its flaws as well, but, like, for me, I don't know. There's, there's something about how Link can now dive. Your inventory is way quicker. Mm. You, you don't have to sit and flick through the C-stick until you make it to a different part of the menu or, like, um, just all of those quality of life changes Tears of the Kingdom did kind of destroyed the prequel, which is Breath of the Wild. And to me, that's, that's a problem because... Like, we look at Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask. The games are so much different, even though it is a direct sequel. It yep. reuses the game's engine. It does all the same things that Tears of the Kingdom did, but it has its own identity. And that's what makes Majora's Mask its own game and Ocarina of Time its own game. And you can come to either of them and not feel like one's missing a certain aspect from the other. But truly, when you play uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, it's just like, why go back to Breath of the Wild when it's so much less and so much more dumbed down and... I, I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's like I understand that does upset a lot of people, but I feel like that is pretty. I can see, I can see the comments kind of yeah. flashing in front of my eyes, yep. just thinking about that. Because <laughs> I, I, di I disagree with you uh, on that. In okay, in, well, there in you a go. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I really. So, would you say that Tears of the Kingdom invalidates Breath of the Wild's shrines? Because so I think. Breath of the Wild shrines are, are so much better than Tears of the Kingdom. I agree, uh, and I think I could see I could see myself replaying Breath of the Wild just to go through the shrines again. I, I can agree in the sense of like specifically, specifically like stasis, but even stasis is like not that special. Like eventually, you, you get the idea, and you, you I don't feel like it's as utilized. I feel like uh, a majority of the shrines. Um, at least in Breath of the Wild, we're heavily on like gyro controls and rotation, and I feel like those don't hold much, like you know, no, value to. There's a few gyro ones, uh, few, yeah. which I would agree with. Mm -hmm. I agree, aren't, aren't great, but I think if you take those, I don't know, maybe fifteen, okay, maybe twenty at a push. Yeah, might aside, be pushing it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'd say the rest. I'd say the rest are better, mainly just because. Um, I felt there was a clearer solution to Breath of the Wild Trines. Obviously, you can break them in, in certain ways or whatever, but Tears of the Kingdom, you can break basically every but shrine. But I feel like that's and, what um, makes it special. I mean, like, because it truly is up to the player's creativity, and I feel like that's what Nintendo was initially wanting it, with Breath of the Wild. It is, but I think it, it's kind of too much of that sometimes, where I think sometimes restrictions are good mm -hmm. uh, with puzzles, especially because it, it, once you work out things like how you can lift something with Ultra Hand and then recall it to create your own platform. True. Um, that's like you can break way more shrines than it is intended. Yeah. That is true. And, it, and it kind of feels like you're cheating, but then you're not you're you're using two of the game's main abilities uh -huh. together I, I, which i guess you know that i guess i agree i, th I think okay so i think that my issue is and maybe because i'm uh the way i'm recalling it and the way i'm looking at it is like once you solve the puzzle it's kind of it's it, the that novelty is gone coming back to it you're it, 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 unless it's like 
you completely forgot about the game, you're going yeah. imme to immediately pick up on what to do and it's going to be really simple. So it makes the shrines almost gimmicky. You know what to do. You go in, you kind of do the thing and you leave. And I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of makes it to where when I look at Breath of the Wild shrines, it's not as important anymore because what really makes Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom for me aren't the shrines. It's more so locating the shrines and the open world that it The holds. world itself. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. and that novelty isn't taken away from Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the if anything does it better yeah it, it gives you way too much freedom that you lose the riding on your horse vibe and you kind of just that's, you know I, glide to each actually island. what i was gonna say oh, okay yeah yeah because that, that was that is but you here's the thing that's your choice you know what i'm saying if you want to still mm -hmm. be on a horse and do it that way you can so you can play it in an old yeah. school sense you just have to choose so i i like the idea of freedom but i do agree the, the way breath of the wild grounds you makes it to where hyrule feels like truly this massive special place unlike in tears of the kingdom mm -hmm. where it, you, it's kind of over tears the king you feel more like you kind of like I don't know on God mode. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like you, traverse you, the map so easily. Yeah, you play Minecraft, right? It's literally going from survival to yeah. creative. That's literally to what creative. that's the transition. Yeah. The game have. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you in, in some regards. But I think overall, I, I wouldn't say that it invalidates Breath of the Wild. I think in most ways, Breath of the Wild still still holds up as something different. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can still see where you're coming what... from, but that's just wholeheartedly how I feel. But again, I get it. And mm -hmm. But again, you're asking for a controversial take. What, what about you, though? Yeah, I mean, you, you did well. Uh, okay, this will really annoy people. Uh, I need to explain myself why, mm -hmm. but okay, I'll say. I don't enjoy playing through Majora's Mask. What? Um, uh, yeah. And I, I love Majora's Mask, as in I love... The world and the characters. That's how it's the anxiety and, and I, with time. Is it that? Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I am not. I am not good with time management. Uh -huh. And uh, ever since I was a kid, that game, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I know. You know, Song of Double Time makes it easier. Things like that. Sorry, um, Song of Inverted Time mm -hmm. uh, makes it easier. But I still just. I don't like exploring on a clock. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't like working my way through a dungeon, thinking, Am I actually gonna? gonna make your or am i gonna run out of time mm -hmm. and it's less of a problem for me now now i've played the game you know I, I don't know how many times i've played through majora's mask but uh now it's not as stressful for me now because i know what to do and i know where to go yeah. um and you know i don't i don't run out of time now mm -hmm. uh so i think maybe I, sh I should rephrase that i didn't enjoy majora's mask now i think it is less stressful for me mm -hmm. but yeah I, I think the idea of zelda on a timer isn't something that I love, even though the whole cycle and the way every character has a schedule and right, the way that the three is what days makes time in my eyes. That's what makes it so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it so good. Mm -hmm. And narratively, it's it's amazing. It's kind of like Groundhog Day on steroids and <laughs> on or actually, Groundhog Day on like mushrooms or yep. something. It's so weird. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and I think there's so many advantages to the to the time system, uh, and I understand. You know, it, it it is the reason the game is as good as it is uh, in some ways. But yeah, I I think I'm a bit scarred from playing it as a kid and not enjoying it because of the clock. Yep. And I think that's still kind of a lingering opinion I've got that um, Zelda on a timer is ju is just not something I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from, but I think mainly because, yeah, you get to see everyone's schedule and, like, really, yeah. it takes Zelda into a 
real life scenario it's like they're no longer npcs they're actually people with their own that people lives yeah. yeah living throughout it and you get to experience it that to me does it and it just makes it worth dealing mm -hmm. with the anxiety of the moon crashing down like i'll take that if I, yeah. I can live in that world and really feel like what it feels like to be in a zelda universe so for me i would actually want more of that like i wish nintendo would kind of revisit that idea maybe not with the mm -hmm. impending doom but where is schedule scheduling really matters i mean i guess breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom do give us a glimpse of that it's not they like they do have schedules yeah yeah because yeah, like, before it's, it's it's less oh my god because you're not reliving the same days so yeah, you don't see them exactly you, you don't interact with them on the on the same level yeah but they the actually Android have games, a day and night cycle like truly unlike other yeah. Zelda games where it's like they stand outside during the day and then when nighttime comes usually only in the overall time can pass you go back in they're in the yeah. room they're done yeah and um yeah yeah, yeah 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 so it is really nice having like a true day and night cycle um but yeah, okay, then um, with that out of the way, then what about your favorite Zelda side quest? And I feel like this is, this might be similar to mine, or I'm going to go straight off of I mean, what we were talking about earlier with time. So it's going to be for Majora's Mask. I know exactly. Okay. I know, I know. I think, okay, I think we're talking about the same quest. So I, I, I'll, uh, I won't, I won't say the one I was thinking of. Um, uh -huh. Let's think, what's a, what, what? I'm trying to think what even comes close to. Uh, Which one do you think I'm? I mean, let, of? let's let's go let's go with the same answer. Uh, uh -huh. Andrew and oh, okay. Cafe. Okay, okay, um, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> is that not what you think? Or is that, that is what, that what I'm thinking. thinking. No, that was spot on. Yeah, but that's yeah, like okay. every. I feel like every Zelda fan will go there. They're like, yeah, the Andrew and Cafe side quest. I would say a close second or like one that I'm always torn between would be Terrytown's side quest. It's funny they both end oh, in yeah. a similar yeah. ending with marriage. In I a mean, wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but. One doesn't actually go through, or sorta. I mean, really depends on how you interpret Majora's Mask's ending, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, easily, yeah. But Terrytown's great. Yeah. Uh, Terrytown's Terry so good because it feels like the unification of Hyrule, bringing all of the NPCs with Sun at the end of their name together from different races, different backgrounds, yeah. building a town, seeing the marriage come through. It's yeah, it's so beautiful. But obviously, back to Andrew and Cafe, that is like the darkest, deepest, most lore heavy story that you have to you know you read their diary you go through things you so many so many npcs are involved in it too it's exactly it's just yeah. so well thought out and it, it really utilizes the three-day cycle so so well it is just mm -hmm. perfect it's like the best side quest zelda has ever given us exactly it's why i knew what you were gonna say yep. it, it, like you said it, it's it's if people think best zelda side quest you think of that it's just um like like you said the way it uses the the three-day system it uh i mean sounds a bit hypocritical coming off the back of me bashing <laughs> the three-day system yeah uh but it really works yeah because you, you need you you need to be aware of their schedules you know mm -hmm. you you follow um cafe around and uh yep. it, it, it's, it's just it's just great and it, it it you know it hits you in the feels um oh 100 yeah. it's, it's a very weird very weird story uh yeah yeah, an older person kind of reverted into the the body of a child, but um, mm. yeah, it, it's just fantastic overall. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what would you say your favorite Zelda theme is? So, mm -hmm. I guess we'll narrow this down to. Do you want to say the main? Th no, let's let's go any any Zelda track, any Zelda song. What, what would you say your favorite is? Okay, well for me, I feel like. Um... 
I feel like you, for me, 100%, it would be uh, Midna's Lament, you know, kind of like with Midna being my mm-hmm. favorite character outside of the Triforce yep. Brothers. She, her theme is so good. And, and like, you know, when it plays, you know, when she's pretty much on like death's door and you have to, you know, try to bring her back and like, you know, it's just like. It's Except the fact that it gets cut up by the battle music. Oh, yeah, exactly. Field. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> that is true. It does ruin. That sucks. Yeah, it does yeah. ruin the vibe. But the, but the song itself and the, that moment in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, special. I and and I, Twilight Princess had just such a nice vibe that like really. It, like encapsules the vibe you get when playing Twilight Princess, the piano, that melodic theme. Just like it's so just depressing and, and nice. And I, I'm someone who really likes really, you know, like not necessarily sad music, but I like the really like you know deep, dark, you know gloomy type sounds. And that sound because uh, so actually speaking of Majora's Mask earlier, the Song of Healing is up there as well. Like I'm torn between the Song yeah. of Healing as well, but I'd say something about Midna's Lament just like holds a very special place in my heart. And you know, with Twilight Princess mm-hmm. essentially being my favorite game, it's hard not to choose a track from that you know game. But uh, yeah, what about you? Yeah. Um, again, not to be predictable, but I'd go for a Wind Waker one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think it'd have to be the Great Sea. I think the the ocean, the overworld theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Wind Waker is it's just everything it, it needed to be it, it you spend a lot of empty time in the Wind Waker mm-hmm. um, you know just sailing between islands where there's not a lot going on yeah good thing and the track it bangs. says a lot <laughs> exactly it says a, a lot about how good the Great Sea theme yeah. is that I, I've never ever been bored mm-hmm. ever yeah. sailing around because you know you, the, the, the song's just so good um, and the, the way I, I'm not a musical guy so you know, I, I I don't know the names of the instruments or any musical theory or whatever. Mm-hmm. But under the track, there's this kind of bobbing sound. So you get you get the main melody, you get the da 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 da. But then there's kind of a da dum dum da dum under it, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of it, it feels like the sea. It feels like you're bobbing up and down on a ship. And I mean, you know, you, you, there are you, there are channels that analyze Zelda music in such detail because so much care goes into making them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I think the Great Sea is just incredible. It, it's so heroic, so driving, and um, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, justice. It's, it's everything you needed an overworld to be. Yep, it, yeah, it does justice to what yeah, yeah. the overworld theme of other Zelda games were with the Hyrule Field theme. That's essentially the the Zelda defining theme, and you know, Wind Waker ha- having mm-hmm. it be in the Great Sea, but being able to incorporate its own theme, but be just as iconic, is actually super. Yeah, super special to what it is when you really think about it. Um, it definitely holds yeah. its own water. If uh, that's not really a pun, but I'm trying to make one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. what would you say your least favorite Link design is? Um, Let's get down to it. Okay, I I would say, and, and this might be bias because like when I got into the Zelda series, it started with Ocarina of Time, and then I feel like Nintendo had already found their. Um, style for Link, you know, it was uh, like the way the green tunic looked kind of didn't really change too much. Yeah, in Twilight Princess, he had um, the chainmail, and I feel like, you know, Skyward Sword kind of evolved that, but to more, you know, cartoony look. And then, you know, now in Breath of the Wild, the green tunic is gone. But like, for me, there's just something about the Zelda. You could say one and two, like that kind of Link with the mm-hmm. ultra long sideburns and just like. 
Yeah. You know, you, you can't really tell is like he kind of looks like a teenager, but you can't really tell what like his age is supposed to be and like just his vibe. He looks it's definitely I say the most reminiscent of Peter Pan and the further we go away from Peter Pan mm. and kind of go to Link, you know, this kind of like this um, Nintendo slowly evolved it into their own character, their own style but the closer we are to that inspiration, I feel like the worst Link looks, so I'm just not a huge fan of like that style Like, it, and it carries on sadly to even A Link Between Worlds, I'd say A Link Between Worlds does it best because it was the modern version of them going back to that style, but I'm just not a fan of that Link design in general to begin with, uh, what about you? I mean, I actually, I completely agree with you oh, on that okay. one. Um, I, I'd go with, with kind of uh, OG links. I, I don't really love the the kind of the tunic uh, and then just bare legs underneath. Right, yeah, it, it and that's a bit too. odd. Yep, yep. Um, Two Peter Pan. You know, real, real, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, they really kind of found their, like hit their stride with link design in Ocarina of Time where mm-hmm. um, they stopped making him ugly. They made a, they made a, uh, deliberate choice to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio if I him <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in Ocarina of Time and I think since then there hasn't been a bad Link design I think uh, I mean like you said there's A Link Between Worlds is very retro inspired um, but yeah I think I think Link generally always looks good uh, I think mm-hmm. obviously a massive amount of effort goes into designing him for every game yeah um, and I think, yes, since they've really hit their stride with what they kind of want Link to look like, I don't think they've missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't even hate the, the older Link designs. Yeah, same, but I think, same. Yeah, it, it's got a weird, you know, it's, it's very, still finding his feet. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that they're probably my least favorite uh, of the really early ones. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, what, what about your least favorite Zelda design? Uh, oh, okay. I'm, hmm. I feel like I don't want to just give the same answer because I do feel like it kind of falls under that but they still yeah, were yeah. trying to find yeah, their yeah. design style but um if I were to really think about it I'm not a huge fan of Toon Zelda's design either like you know like we said before I really like Tetra mm-hmm. and what they went for but yeah um she like if you're not goofy like obviously Toon Zelda's not supposed to be goofy um, so mm-hmm. if she didn't go with that, you know, quirky, you know, Link is so silly in the Wind Waker. So it's not you like the design yeah. because it's very cute and nice. But what they were doing with Zelda, making her a bit more serious, at least specifically in the Wind Waker, wasn't a fan. I guess you could say Spirit Tracks also carried that design. So um, and they made mm-hmm. her a lot more interesting. So I liked it. You know, just but exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it really depends on her personality. But yeah, I guess since I would have to just be generic and say the the old school Zelda games because they were still finding their place with their, um, and yeah, yeah, it just, it, it didn't really hit the same. Okay. What about Ganondorf? Okay. I, wait, wait, what would be yours first before I, I jump into that? Oh, uh, it, it, you're with me. Uh, quite a boring answer. I, I don't, I don't like the four swords. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Zelda, okay, but that's, that's like Toon Link, but it's, slightly it's amplified. Dif- like, it's different to, yeah, it's different to the, the Toon Zelda from Wind Waker. Uh, yeah. But just, I don't really, yeah, it, it just doesn't kind of vibe with me. Yep. But yeah, yeah, let's move on to, to Ganondorf. Yeah, I feel like Ganondorf uh, is more interesting. The big, the big man himself. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's a lot more right, interesting. So, so I feel- hit me with your favorite and your least favorite Ganondorf. Okay. Just design. Okay. No, no, nothing else, just design. Okay. Uh, easily, easily my favorite. And I, I bet 90% of people will agree at this point. It's Tears of the Kingdom. Like, man is looking mm. swole. Mm-hmm. He's looking beef. He's looking nice. 
Um, yeah. Even, He's got that whole, like, samurai yep, vibe to yep. him. Yep, and he, he just yeah. looks the least, like, a gremlin-type person. Like, I, I feel <laughs> like in Ocarina of Time, I don't know, there's something about him that just looked... I didn't like the mullet, too. He's like, a bit goofy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bit goofy. Yeah. He was, yeah, look, yeah. he was looking weird, and the mullet really ruined it. Like, I remember... I didn't, It didn't look yeah. like he had one until the final battle, and then you see it, like, kind of fall down, and it's just like, bro, get a haircut, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he gets that between the the seven years, isn't it? He, yeah. he has a, he has shorter hair in the at the start, and then yeah, by the time you you meet him in the castle, is yeah, yeah, what's going on there? But speaking of worst design, it wouldn't be the, I, I'm okay with that. I would actually say the worst is the Wind Waker. Dude has like a dad mm -hmm. bod, you know, he's just looking kind of <laughs> chunky, big. I understand it's to fit the art style, but it's not menacing. Yeah. Like Twilight Princess, he looked really old, but it was nice. It looked intimidating. There's something that isn't really mm -hmm. that intimidating about um, the Wind Waker's design. So I'd say easily my least favorite. I just love what they did, though, with mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. What about you, though? Oh, it's great. I think, uh, I mean, I love Tears of the Kingdom design. Mm -hmm. I don't think it tops Twilight Princess oh, Ganondorf okay. for me. Okay. I think, you know, his suit of armor is great. Uh, I don't. His hair's a bit weird. It, it kind of um, in. Uh, I don't really know how to describe that hairstyle at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it just suits him. I think, uh, and his, his his face is so. I don't know, mean and strong. I I, I think. I think um, Twilight Princess Ganondorf is definitely my favorite. Yeah, he seemed the uh, most if, confident. If just talking like it was, appearance. Yep, yep. And he, yeah, he definitely well, seemed like the most I think, Ganon like character. The way he acted, his mannerisms, everything about him was so badass. And just, like, yeah, experience. it's just a shame we didn't see more of him mm -hmm. uh, throughout the story. Yep. Like, you know, he's kind of a, a twist villain at the end. But um, I, well, we do get yeah, that I cut think, scene uh, with the sages sealing him. Like that was badass. So you see his eyes yeah. open up in the Triforce glow, yep. and he's like raging and it, wow yeah um it's great mm -hmm. it's great mm -hmm. uh, that whole cutscene is amazing but i think design wise i'd, I'd have to go with him mm -hmm. uh least favorite i disagree on the wind waker i, I wouldn't say i guess because you have a soft spot anywhere close like he does I know, well again <laughs> <laughs> i think um it's not you know it doesn't come close to tears of the kingdom of twilight princess mm -hmm. And I get what you mean about, you know, his his shape and his his face isn't particularly menacing. Mm -hmm. But I think he gets so many points for that cloak. That what he wears true. is so great. That I think I think it's so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think I, I would have to go Ocarina of Time. Really? Uh, as my I thought favorite. you would be you would yeah. like it because you're such a Smash player. Like I know you love to play Smash that it would grow on you because that's like his main design it, in Smash. It I was very excited when when we saw Ocarina of Time Ganon was coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I much prefer Twilight Princess uh, design-wise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, Ocarina of Time Ganon gets points for being the OG. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I think his design definitely improved from there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think... Because it's like... The, I don't think that... It's like they tried to make him ugly yes, early on. Like they, they literally were making him look ugly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like eventually they're like, now let's just make him look badass. And then, they, you know, Twilight Princess. Exactly. And, yeah, Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. looked cool. So it wasn't like he was meant to be kind of like that gremlin feel or, you know, just that weird, you know, he just didn't look good. But you know what? Actually, I just thought, I feel like an honorable mention that we need to mention is Hyrule Warriors. I mean, that was like Super Saiyan 3 Ganondorf. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I mean, yeah, he had the. <laughs> 
got kind of demise-inspired hair. Oh, like, true. That, yeah. well, before Tears of the Kingdom did that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, he's great. Uh -huh. He's so great. But then uh, that's saying like every uh, design like in Hyrule Warriors was really one of their best designs. Not for Link per se, but like they did such a good job with every like Impa. Let's say the best design for Impa was Hyrule Warriors. Yep. That's because Koei Tecmo. Their thing is to make everyone look sexy. Like that is literally their thing. Like <laughs> they they make a series called yeah. Dynasty Warriors, and you know all of those people were yeah. like haggard old people, but they made them look like. You know, like these crazy looking people. So it's like, yeah, we get it. They're gonna make them yeah. look good. That's their yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, they're great. Uh, yeah. Especially Ganondorf is amazing mm -hmm. in that game. One hundred percent. So, with a relatively quick fire round of, of Zelda opinions and, and questions done, um, I, I think hopefully you'll have a, a better idea about who me and Luke are yeah. and uh, our opinions and. Uh, and thoughts on the various games in this in this series that we all love, um, and that was the the general idea behind starting a podcast, uh -huh. um, talking about Zelda because you know the, the two of us uh, we've both been we've make, been making Zelda videos for for, for years and years now, um, and yeah, there's there's just so much to say exactly about, and about, about time you know might as well get on the podcast game and and do it this way as well exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think we're we're finding our feet with this sort of thing, uh, and we'll see we'll see where we go from here. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the, uh, is there anything that you wanted to say um, uh, to do with ideas for the podcast? Or yeah, yeah, we 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 have a lot of ideas in store. Like uh, and we're, like each uh, episode will be focused on different topics of course we thought the first episode would be a great way to just kind of introduce ourselves a bit and give you guys a, a better understanding of you know what got us into the franchise and everything but uh yeah definitely moving forward you know we'll be covering certain topics and you know definitely as the zelda cycle does start and you know we get new things it will be fun to cover those as well um, hopefully you guys are looking forward to that kind of stuff and just to get to know us better obviously it won't just be myself and Ed throughout every single video we might look into bringing other people so if you know you are interested in that definitely let us know and who you'd like to see and you know what you'd like to see us cover as well um, I think it would be really fun because yeah it will just be like a part on the internet that you can come and just watch two people ramble about Zelda and just have a good time because this these are our passions this is like what we love this is you, my favorite thing in my life i'm sure you could say the same right mm -hmm. oh easily yeah yeah yep. and um I, I think going forward that we won't do as many uh kind of random jumping between topics mm -hmm. i think they'll be we'll, we'll dedicate entire episodes to talking about things in detail because uh i know i felt throughout uh this conversation i'm sure you did too that there was topics we touched on that I could have talked about for hours. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, I kind of, you know, had to stop myself and, yep. and uh, pace myself and, and shift topic into different things. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it, in the future, it'd be, be really exciting to, to kind of break down this series and its, its massive history. Uh, and there's so many games, there's so many secrets, there's so many stories, so many theories, uh, so many terrible opinions like the ones we've voiced today uh but yeah i, th I think that, that there's a there'll, there'll be a lot of fun um mm -hmm. talking through this series with you yep yeah and hopefully you guys enjoy just um you know finding that you know place to kind of nerd out with other people about like-minded things you know when it comes to the series and everything and it will be all about zelda you know we may 
dabble with other things but no it's it's zell dudes we're dudes talking about zelda that's the point of the podcast and that's something we've noticed even when we would just have conversations just on our own we would be like we can just talk about this forever it'd be fun to kind of do it in a series kind of structure like this so again with podcasts being the the new thing the new wave i mean we're a bit late to it but it's still relevant right <laughs> you know so it, we thought it'd be yeah. fun to kind of do it in this way but yeah, I guess that pretty much does it for the very first episode. Um, as time goes on, I'm sure it will get uh, a lot better in terms of flow and, and the way we tackle things. But hopefully you guys enjoyed it for what it is. You know, we got to start somewhere. So, um, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think it was pretty fun. I yeah, enjoyed it absolutely. a lot. Yeah, yeah likewise. Um, this, this podcast is something that we really want you guys to get involved in as well. Mm -hmm. So... Um, if if you've got any opinions on on anything we've discussed today, you know, feel free to leave them down below. Same with any ideas of things you want to talk, uh, you want us to to talk about in the future. Yep. Um, but yeah, we, we you know the, the whole point in this is just a place to to talk about Zelda more casually because yep. um, we both have our YouTube channels, but obviously that's kind of edited content or um, or or what have you. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, like Luke said, it. it it's one of those things that we're so passionate about that once we start talking about Zelda, you know, it, it's kind of impossible to stop us talking. Um, so we thought it'd be great to have a place like this where we can just kind of talk unfiltered and at length uh, about this series because, yeah, there is just so much to say. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if there is anything that you want to see from us in the future, please leave it below. Yep. Um, and yeah, th thank you so much for, for tuning in to episode one of the Zell Dudes podcast. Yep, look forward to many more in the future. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers, guys. Cheers.